Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Good afternoon. You're listening to Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster for Bet 2020. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Powered by the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network. And a very good afternoon to you. Oh my goodness, we're here. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It's my 36 official bet and 37, if you count the unofficial 1984 one, which happened in a garage. Good afternoon. You are live with Net Support Radio. Hello, hello, hello. With the official broadcaster at Bet, you're going to hear a couple of those jingles to that effect this afternoon. It is exactly one minute past three, and we are live for the next pulsating three hours. Oh my goodness, have I got a cracking show for you. You're listening to me, Russell Prue. I have a plethora of guests, and we are talking in-depth ed tech like you've never heard before. Uh, let's start the show off with the news headlines. It's not good news, I have to say, but we have to get them. We'll give you the full news bulletin at 3.30. Enjoy the rest of the show. I'm back after this. Online, across the world, this is Net Support Radio, broadcasting live at Bet 2020. Time now to join our newsroom for the latest headlines. Story News in London, I'm Benji Hire. Chinese officials fear the deadly coronavirus could mutate and spread further. It's already reached Thailand, Taiwan and South Korea, and the United States has also recorded its first case. More than 400 schools are closed in Bangkok, giving almost 300,000 students the day off as the government seeks to get to grips with the smog crisis. And Britain will go ahead with a digital sales tax despite pressure from Washington to hold fire. Thanks, Benji. Across the world, this is Net Support Radio, broadcasting live at Bet 2020. With Russell Prue. And a very good afternoon to you, my goodness. Uh, and other sad news as well. Unfortunately, we've lost one of our best comedians, Monty Python star Terry Jones, dies at age 77. Our thoughts are with his family at this difficult time. What an amazing contribution to comedy you made as well. Terry Jones there, sadly missed. Coming up in today's show, we have an amazing array of guests. I'm really pleased. Lots of them are live. Lots of them are recorded. And we just want to say hello to the fabulous Mr. O'Grady, who walks past me whilst we're live on air hello to everyone at west horndon primary school radio hello hello and mrs curtis lovely to see you as well uh, good afternoon we have young people we have old people we have uh, a whole range of exhibitors and lots to bring you as well lots of information to share with you as well uh, you're listening to me russell prue this is net support radio you can get in contact with us lots of ways easiest way is to tag us with the hashtag net support radio thank you so 
much indeed. Some great conversations I'm going to share with you. You can also use at Russell Prue if you want to get mentioned on the show. Our text number is 07624 802 We are also on email radio at netsupportsoftware.com uh, and if you want to phone us, our phone number is 0845 838 I'll open the lines in our first music track that I will play in just a short while. Get in contact whilst we're playing any music if you like. Sure to get answered during that and I'd love a conversation with you. We are talking big stuff. We are talking small stuff as well. Uh, here is a text message from Rachel Rogers. Rachel says, please can I have a shout out to Tom and the testing team for working so hard? You certainly can, Rachel. Big shout out to Tom. And there's plenty of time and space for more of that on today's show. Just get those messages into us and let us know if you want a shout out. I just thought I'd mention the Secretary of State for Education, um, uh, the Right Honourable Gavin Williamson, CBE. Always like to mention that they change so quickly these days. So at the start of this show, he was indeed the incumbent Secretary of State for Education. I'm not saying anything's going to happen during the show, but let's just remember that moment in time as well. It is a cracking uh, over 800 innovative ed tech and education resource suppliers here across two huge floors here at BET. We're going across the concourse here, which I didn't think was going to work terribly well, but has in fact turned out to be an absolute bonus winner. Uh, really good. The uh, stands are more widely spaced. Uh, they're not such crammed feeling this year. No one has gone completely over the top with a, I'm going to spend a million pounds on my stand here, and that's wholly inappropriate, and no one's done it. I'm so pleased about that. There has been a modicum of restraint and I'm delighted to see that. Um, there's some great new zones which I want to talk to you about as well. I thought what I'd do is we'd start with a conversation with the fabulous Al. Always like a daily chat with him, but let's let's uh, slip on a disc uh, just to enjoy some music right now. And I'm going to play you uh, one of, I've got the music selected from the top 10 in 1985. I thought you'd enjoy that blast to the past. And this was in at number three. This is Aha and Take on me. You're listening to me, Russell Prue. Enjoy the rest of the show. Don't go anywhere, but get in contact. I'd love to hear more from you. Welcome to Net Support Radio, powered by Anderton Tiger, the official broadcaster of Bet 2020. I love that. In the charts, 1985, my goodness, where has the time gone? You just can't believe it. A heart take on me. Love it, love it, love it. You're with me, Russell Prue on Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster at Bet 2020. We've got a great show lined up with you. I do like an annual catch-up with Al. He is next just to tell you what also is on the show. Some conversations we've pre-recorded because the guests are not available at this time. Um, we are here for the next uh, four days, so you can catch us even at three o'clock. Uh, we will pre-schedule a show so we can go live as the event closes here, and you can listen to a recording from that day live on our channel everything is also packaged up beautifully by the fabulous marketing team at net support i nearly said that support radio they've got our own business how fabulous is that it feels like that katie and her team package everything it's so beautifully and it's all available in our podcast an aggregated podcast delivery system that includes spotify and our own rss feed just head across to netsupportsoftware.com forward slash radio all the details and the app 
all available there. Really simple, very easy. You are very welcome to our show. Some more shout-outs just quickly before we meet Al. This is to the technical team here at Net Support. I do love these uh, tweets and messages. Thank you. Working hard. Just tell everyone. And they're locked into the Net Support radio. Really pleased. I'm rather that that you're locked into a room. Special mention to Gear in uh, Supper. I'm not sure that's the in Supper. Mm -hmm. uh, who celebrated his 75th third birthday yesterday many happy returns of the day uh, 75th that's an amazing achievement there as well uh, keep those messages coming on you can easily get in contact with us on a text message if that's nice and easy uh, you will enjoy our text service it is free for most mobiles 07624802272 net support the driving force behind school it solutions it's become a tradition that one starts the Nets Hot Radio Week with a solid conversation with the MD and fabulous friend of the show, the brilliant Al Kingsley. Al, welcome to the show. How the devil are you this year? I am top of the morning and having a fantastic start to the show. It's Good. been fantastic so far. Rest of the day to yourself, as yeah. they say as well. How has it been this year? It's been great. I mean, it's early doors in terms of some of the changes that we've discussed over, you know, quite a few months now, Russell, in terms of the show. But uh, it's been really busy. We've got lots of interest. We're really, really pleased with our presentation and our space here. Um, conversations are starting pretty quick. And... Um, I'm feeling very positive and upbeat, do you think? It is quite busy as well, because they have yeah. made some major changes to the whole of the show floor. They've widened the aisles, they've spaced folk out, and they've gone across the hall, uh, the concourse, into another space there as well, which is quite interesting. Yeah, and the, and the zone approach, there's, there's, there's pros and cons, isn't there, with all these things. I think the zoned approach will potentially make it easier for people looking for a particular product. I think for some of us vendors that sell solutions across a number of different avenues, it makes it a little bit more challenging to be in the right space. But... um. If people are looking for you, they'll find you. That's all it's about, ultimately. I've always been a big subscriber of that as well, particularly if you're making some loud noise, kind of, you know, or, or juggling. I think that works as well, equally as well. Uh, just walk uh, uh, listeners through what we've got on the stand, Al, if you can. What what can folk expect to see if they get, apart from these fabulous little pigs that uh, perhaps you'll come Penny to in the just pig, a, yes. Perhaps you'll come to in a, in a little later. Well, I think it's traditional to share our cornucopia of offerings on the stand, <laughs> isn't it, Mr. Peru? indeed, indeed. Um, Obviously, as us, as Net Support, um, our theme very much this year is about being the driving force behind School IT. And what that really strands down to is our, as our product set, we're introducing some great new updates across the main three strands. So one is looking after all that EdTech you've got, but more importantly, getting the most out of what you've got. And that can be about being more efficient, saving money operationally on hardware and software, but really optimizing that. And that aligns, of course, with our broader digital strategy we're sharing. The second is in the classroom. We're all very adept and capable at capturing academically the progress and performance of young people, mm. but we've added tools to capture well-being, confidence of young people, so that teachers get a better handle and support on that. And also, one of the big strands that's been raised over and over again the last year is, you know, sometimes less is more. It's not all about adding more and more to the technology. We wanted to make sure that our classroom products were more accessible for teachers as well that perhaps are less you know, further down the confidence scale when it comes to using IT effectively. Good point. So we've introduced some really easy and accessible ways to use the product in a very simple way that will allow the product to be accessible to all. And of course, in the broader picture, everything we do with technology, it's all about making sure we keep young people safe. And that safety is tied into some of the new updates to our safeguarding software to monitor and maintain kids. And underpinning all of that is some changes to how we handle data, our data retention, making sure that relevant and appropriate data is stored but for no longer than it needs to be where it is and make sure it's automatically got rid of 
when it's no longer appropriate. And, and there's a big emphasis on well-being of young people because they are protected in that kind of fashion this year, isn't it? Absolutely. There? And the well-being, I think it's, it's across the trust, isn't it? Across the school. Uh, it, it's from senior leaders to staff to, to young people. Well-being is a really focused topic, and rightly so. The pressures are growing on senior leaders to perform often with less. The t pressures are absolutely growing with teachers. And I think we have ob obligations to provide tools that are about saving time, supporting them. And we know our young people need to have a voice. No better than at BET and what we do with Netsport Radio and what you do, Russell, is about giving young people a voice. And that, that voice has to include how they feel, where they're lacking in confidence, so that we can provide the appropriate support. So these are all interwoven, and it's all about just listening, and we're better than at better. Indeed. Now, you mentioned trust in there as well. You're, of course, the chair of a multi-academy trust. Uh, with that hat on now, what are you looking forward to discovering at BET this year? There's always a discovery, and I'm very proud of the, of the role I have at a multi-academy trust. Um, I think tying to digital strategy is probably the strongest part. It's about setting that vision of where you want to end up on that journey so that you, in your, your step-by-step, -step, when budget becomes available, you, you're buying tools that are going to be able to be built on and used for the longer term. And within that digital strategy, we are looking at how do we get the most we've got. We've obviously got an eye to what other solutions are out there that might add value to our pedagogy in the classroom, whether it's um, utilising AI. I, I love a lot of the augmented reality and virtual reality tools that can really empower young people and get them fired up. Mm. Um, there's also an element which is slightly less exciting, which is about big data, how we can actually pull the data together to empower leaders to identify where there are gaps in what we're teaching and doing. So I think it's being, having an open mind and looking for best practice. But another topic that you've certainly covered before and we've discussed, evidence best practice. Show me tools that aren't just promising the earth, but actually got some evidence they really will make an impact. I know, and can have a transformational change. Absolutely. And that's now, speaking of transformational change, you've managed to surround yourself with a brilliant ed tech community. You did that last year exceptionally successfully, Thank and you've you. done it again this year. So we've got a theatre on the stand. Who can we look forward to this year? Well, I mean, we've had, we have a really big list. I mean, we, we, we didn't want our ed tech to all be just about tech. And so I think we've got a moral place here to provide a really good platform for good speakers. So we've got all sorts of people. We've got myself, myself and Mark Anderson talking about digital strategy. Uh, we've got um, people like James Donaldson coming talking about digital well-being. Um, we've got Paul Tullock looking at how to focus on one app to learn well to empower in the classroom. Uh, we've got Ian Rocky and his fantastic young people from Westwood and Iford talking about how school radio, topic you might know a little bit about as well, Mr. Just Brooke, how that really, and I've seen it firsthand, can impact in terms of outcomes, oracy, confidence, and all the rest of it, which I'm sure are areas that you'll cover as the week goes on and we discuss. Um, a real mix of strategies about well-being, best practice, technology use. Um, and this is very much the heart of our philosophy. This stand, we're very proud of our stand, we've gone for a bigger space, is a meeting point for people that can share their ideas with others and we benefit by actually learning about what educators need right now and hopefully can contribute by sharing some of the solutions to their problems. Uh, and it's a fantastic, already today it's filled up, it's friendly faces, it's what it should be about, meeting, greeting, re-establishing those friendships. And, and there's no argy-bargy in the aisles, which is often sometimes happens here. And if, it, if it's too busy, you just get swept along in the crowd. You've got not enough time to enjoy. And it doesn't kind of play strongly to your health and well-being no, as absolutely. well. Uh, let's talk about the pig. Penny the pig. You know, I mean, it's not the strongest allergy. And it wasn't that hard to really come up with. But we thought, fundamentally, the two things we want to save schools and teachers this year is time and money. 
and we thought we're better to start saving money than have a little piggy bank to save those pennies. Uh, it's cute, we liked it. The team voted for it based on the fact that it's cute, which perhaps isn't the most important marketing approach. Oh, I think it is. But you can pop along to our stand and you can pick up your free Penny the Pig and um, start saving a few of those pennies. And a bit of a fun to start with a I, smile. I love it. It's in your blue, of course, no of course. accident as well. It's beautiful. With it a is. special squidgy nose. I, well, I, then what I, better? Everyone loves a squidgy nose, which is just perfect. <laughs> uh, Al, let's catch up with you a bit later on uh, in the week. It'd be really good to have another conversation with you, see how things are going. But for the moment, thank you so much indeed. Brilliant to chat with the fabulous Al Kingsley here at Net Support Radio. Thank you, Russell. Net Support Radio, broadcasting live every day from 3pm, powered by Anderton Tiger, the official broadcaster of Bet 2020. Thanks, Al. That was absolutely brilliant. It is 20 minutes past three. We are live across the planet. Good afternoon. This is Net Support Software. Uh, live in the studio, I'm very, very lucky to have two very special people. I was expecting them, and it's just privilege to have them on the show. I have Sally Lanin. I shall just check if I got that right in a second. She is executive head of a fabulous school called Feezy Park Farm Primary School. Did I get that right? Yes. Oh, bless yes. you, ma'am. Thank you. And the fabulous Dr. Dave Wiley. He's on the governing body and he's up to his usual mischievous self, I have to say. A friend of many years' acquaintance. Uh, gentlemen, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. My goodness, how has your bet been today? It's, uh, it's been fantastic, uh, Russell. I think the uh, the new uh, organisers of BET uh, have really uh, upped their game now and uh, it, it's great. Lots of interesting things going on. I've been hosting a, a couple of talks uh, in the professional development uh, theatre and it's, it's got a real buzz back to it now, I think. I think so, right? Giving us some space to think and not be just crowded up as well. Uh, Sally, thank you very much for joining us and I have to wish you the very best of luck. Listeners, Sally is the executive head of Feezy Park Fine Primary School and they are up for a BET award tomorrow. Oh, it's tonight. It's tonight. tonight. I keep saying it's tonight. Tonight is being awarded tonight. Tell the listeners all about it, please. I've, I've watched the video, um, your submission, which is breathtakingly good. I wish you the very best of luck. If you win, you will have deserved it. Now, I don't always say that to anyone. Oh, look, they're clapping already, and it's not for us, <laughs> which is really good. Tell the listeners about this. What was the thinking behind it, and or, uh, about the Impact Award, if you can? Thank you very much indeed. Yes, we are at Visa Park Farm Primary School in Warsaw which five years ago was in an Ofsted category. Uh, we decided that we would use education technology as a catalyst to make the necessary improvements. Mm. So we've been working with a number of technology companies, partners, including Smart Technologies, and we've implemented what we believe to be the best that we can to improve teaching and learning. Teaching was uh, described as passive and learning was described as, as passive as well. Okay. So the range of technology that we've introduced has really helped to improve the quality of what we deliver. For example, we have introduced recently a lesson planning wrapper. Yep. This is a one single notebook file which contains all elements of a lesson. Wow. The learning objectives, the success criteria, the activities, the differentiation and that lasts for a week, so teachers can actually use that to deliver their lessons over a week. This has significantly improved the pace of lessons and the quality of delivery, and in, as a result, the outcomes at our school have improved now and are above national. 
Wow, is it the consistency that you've enjoyed most here? Has that, has that brought the impact that you were expecting? Is it that kind of consistent approach across all class and year groups? Yes, absolutely. We decided we would have a vision, so we had a vision that EdTech would be our catalyst. We got all stakeholders on board, yeah. teachers, governors, children, parents, and everybody has worked towards that vision, and that's how we've well, done I think, it. I think the thing is, uh, Russell, Sally, Sally's been very modest here in that it's her leadership to, that's, you know, quite often when you and I have, over the years, looked at the way technology's been used, um, it's been on the periphery, it's been on the edge of, of things, uh, or, or done as a gimmick. This, this is Sally using... The, the best technology to drive up standards in the school. So it isn't just one hero teacher in the school that's been doing some special stuff. It's been consistent. It's a lot. It's a large school, Sally, isn't it? You've got how many? How Six hundred and forty children? children. Now that's a big school, and she wouldn't have got away with the modesty for much longer. I have to say, we're just going to dive in there and just pull this out as well. Oh, I mean, we know innovation and and good progress comes from good, solid, well re re researched. Uh, leadership. There is no doubt about That's that. Right. It just has to come. It doesn't happen by magic. EdTech on its own does not miraculously transform, although I would say in some circumstances it can provide a catalyst, as you've quite rightly identified. I'm just delighted about that as well. What's been the reaction, particularly from parents? Let's just focus in on them. Have you found a level playing field at home, or have you found varying different levels of expertise and technology fulfilment, if you like? What have you found when you've asked the parents? You're absolutely right that it is very important to get all stakeholders on board and what we did at the very start is that we got parents on board. So we held workshops for parents, we did drop-in sessions, uh, we wrote to parents, we communicated electronically with parents and we got them on board. And yes, there were varying levels to start with, but as things progressed and parents understood what we were doing and we were able to demonstrate the impact of what we were doing, we are getting more and more parents now on board who are working closely with us to drive think, things th forward. I think the interesting thing from my point of view as a governor, Russell, is that um, when you've got a school that, this is before Sally took over, was in was in an offset category, was in, you know, requires improvement. Okay. Um, the, the, the parental community is in downward spiral. It's it's feeling uh, depressed about the school. It's feeling as though, you know, it, it, yeah, parents are removing children from a, a school in that circumstance. And what what we tried to do at the school under Sally's leadership was use the technology to to change that spiral to go up. And the parents now are expecting. The first successes were, were showcased to the parents via video, via uh, communicating to the parents, um, as Sally said, drop, getting drop-in Sally on parents' evening, and slowly, instead of a downward spiral, it's changed to, to, to move up, and now we've got parents expecting the technology to be used at a high level in all classes, and that's the important thing. It's, it's you know, parents have a, a a shared vision as to what the basics are in a classroom and technology has to be there from them. Wouldn't you agree, Sally? Absolutely. And I think the same with the children. So the children now expect to use technology and we have children in lessons who will say, well, can I do that on a device? Can I do that on the interactive Good. whiteboard? So the children are also leading their own learning in the classrooms. Just explain to Russell about the children, the digital 
that was my next that question. That was my next question. Are you using? We see we're on the same page here. Are you using digital champions or digital leaders or what, what name? Are you using them to facilitate? The Absolutely, we have Splendid. a number of children who are digital leaders, and they are actually supporting their own peers and actually cascading the learning through the school, and that's worked extremely well, giving children real responsibility. Would you say that was learning. a vital ingredient for this? this Absolutely check? vital. Peers learn from peers. We all know that, and that's exactly what's happened with our children. They've learnt from each other, supported each other, collaborated together to make this a real success. We actually had one parent who said to us, five years ago I used to drag my child to school, now my child drags me. That's powerful. Isn't that good? We all just love to hear stories like that. It's really good there. Um, how did you combat any resistance? if there was any from colleagues at all I mean um, lots of colleagues are still saying still not as confident as they feel they need to be to be uh, masterfully using this kind of technology in a, uh, in a setting um, so lots still reporting that how did you combat that how did you get was there any resistance how, how did you yes there was some resistance there were different levels across the, of expertise amongst the staff two things I think are really important there the first one is that people need to understand the rationale behind decisions that are made. They need to be part of that decision-making process and understand why things are being put in place and what the potential benefits are. The second thing that we found was really good, high-quality CPD. Training that's tailored to the needs of individual teachers for their different levels to really enable them to maximise their use of the technology in the classrooms hence see the benefit. Those think, were the two key ingredients. I think what, what, we've, what we've done, Russell, is we've tried to piggyback on some of the initiatives that you see from the likes of Microsoft and Smart, and I know Google do the same thing, where I mean, particularly we're working with Smart, they have their, their um, uh, expert educators, so there's, a, there's, a, there's an accreditation for the training that's delivered. But with a large number of staff, it's been quite difficult to manage that, so we've created the, uh, our staff digital champions who receive training to a high level. Love it. So Absolutely you've built into that to, you know, how many staff have you got, Sally, all together? It's quite a lot, isn't it? You see, that's a big score. You just, you've got 600 numbers. Wow. But, yeah. you know, that number of staff, that's a huge undertaking. So the model, the model that's worked is training individuals on the staff, so you're building capacity there. Uh, the old model of having people come in and do a, an inset day or a, a one-off training that actually doesn't leave the, 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 the resilience in the school to enable the day-to-day -day work in the day-to-day -day helping to happen so the the creation of these staff champions they I mean we've had we've had people go from being you know not an expert at all to last year we're down at bet demonstrating I love and, it. I and love they, it. they you know that's that's the that's the improve that's the impact good will you stay with me for just a few more minutes i'm going to take a uh, 3:30 news bulletin and then i want to come back i want to ask you what will winning the impact award mean for your school it's 3:30 you're listening to russell prue live on net support radio here is the full news bulletin don't go anywhere online across the world this is net support radio broadcasting live at bet 2020 time now to join our newsroom for a full roundup of today's news news in london i'm benji higher chinese officials fear the deadly coronavirus could mutate and spread further Nine people have died from the respiratory virus and almost 500 others in China had been infected. Many more are under medical watch. 
There are estimated to have been about 4,000 cases of the virus since the outbreak began. It's also reached Thailand, Taiwan and South Korea. The US has recorded its first case as well in Washington state. Dave Ross from Seattle says the man had recently flown home from the city of Wuhan. He had, I guess, the symptoms of a cold, didn't feel too bad on the plane, but then a few days later, he started to feel really bad, went to his doctor, because he'd been reading about this uh, virus, and uh, the doctor did some tests and said, yeah, this is coronavirus, so he came forward. They're trying to figure out who he may have come in contact with, and he's being very cooperative about that. More than 400 schools were closed in Bangkok on Wednesday, giving almost 300,000 students the day off, as the government there seeks to come to grips with the smog crisis. With the latest from the Thai capital, here's Daniel Quinlan. Thailand's Prime Minister Prayut Chanacha says he will consider a total ban on personal vehicles if the air quality doesn't improve. Both he and the government have come in for criticism from the public over their lack of response to the ongoing crisis. In the past, the Prime Minister said it was difficult to enforce laws aimed at curbing pollution and blamed the public for the poor air quality. Burning off land by farmers is a major cause of the smog at this time of year as they prepare their fields for planting. Vehicle emissions and industry have also contributed to the problem. And Britain will go ahead with a digital sales tax despite pressure from Washington to hold fire. The country's finance minister has announced that although he'd like an international solution, the UK will nonetheless press on with levying the tax in the meantime. It would apply to search engines, online marketplaces and social media companies. The American government, however, believes it unfairly targets US technology giants. Stuart Smith reports. A 2% digital sales tax due to be implemented in April will be levied, despite US and OECD opposition. During a panel discussion at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, the UK Chancellor Sajid Javid said the tax was proportionate. But the US Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says it's discriminatory and arbitrary, suggesting the US could respond by arbitrarily putting taxes on car companies. Many EU and OECD countries want a digital sales tax because taxes on revenue generated through online advertising goes where the tech company is based, not the country where the online activity happens. The change would boost UK tax revenues by 650 million US dollars a year. But the OECD wants national governments to wait so a multilateral solution can be found. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. Thanks, Benji. You're listening to Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster for Bet 2020. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Powered by the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network. And we'll have more news for you at four o'clock. I have no idea how that sales tax is going to work. We have found that to be a major problem with taxation, uh, taxing companies that uh, trade across multiple borders. And then people ask people why they haven't paid that same number of tax. We're going to ask the same thing again. Why haven't you paid the tax on the purchase? Well, because I bought it from country X. I can't see that ending well at all. Uh, Back to our conversation here live at Bet. It is 26 minutes to four. You're with me, Russell, live until six o'clock oh my goodness how on earth are we going to get there well we're going to get there talking to good colleagues like this in the studio still with me i have the fabulous sally lamin who is the executive head of feezy park farm primary school and dr dave wiley from the governing body and just before we broke i asked you what will it mean to you sally to win this fabulous prize 
It would be an absolutely amazing achievement if we were to win this prize. We are so proud of the work that our children have done to drive standards up. We're so proud of the way our staff have embraced the technology and really used it and developed it as a catalyst. We do believe that our children and staff deserve that recognition and deserve that accolade. But additionally, in education, it's really important to share. We've got many success stories, and we think it's important for other educators, other leaders in schools, to see what we have done, to see what the impact has been, and to see if they can reflect on their own practice to make even more improvements for even more children across the school, across the world. Absolutely perfect there. And I just wonder, will this give you the accolade? Will it give you permission to to shout from the rooftops because here you are you've done something and it's worked I mean it's that sharing isn't it that good practice absolutely and we would like to shout from the rooftops because we have got so much evidence of so much impact in our school and it would be a fantastic achievement to be able to showcase that as widely as we can well it Russell I mean Sally Sally's been uh, uh, presenting on the same stage as uh, another good friend of our Steve Stephen Heppel, Professor Stephen Heppel uh, today at BET. So, you know, it's, I think it's important that and we've got representatives from the school staff here as well, which again is no mean feat to get people down to BET from the Midlands and, and it's important because the staff need to be here, they need to, they need to sense that success because they've worked hard to get, to get it and, you know, we've had visitors from the Hungarian government uh, come to the school last year. Uh, other visitors from other local schools and national schools and this really is the, uh, in, in a way the award would be the icing on the cake for us um, but the process of applying for the award and creating the video I think has helped consolidate Sally what, wow. what we what we what we think we've achieved yes. so far that's amazing yes it has it's enabled us to reflect on what we have done and really really look at what we're going to do next as well well, I know it's too late, but if for me the judges were listening to this conversation, I'm sure it would be in the bag for you as well. Uh, you, you can't, uh, you can't be any more well deserving uh, as this. I have to say, I've, I've watched the video in great detail. Um, Dave gave me a heads up just a, a little bit before bet, and I really enjoyed it the most. Um, I think it stands head and shoulders. Don't mind sticking my neck out on this. Head and shoulders above the other entrants into that category and uh, I wish you the very best of luck. There's always a little bit of smoke and mirrors involved and, and it doesn't matter, but you know, these are judges and the judge's decision is final, as they say. Uh, Sally, thank you so much indeed for sharing that with us. I wish you just the very, very best. Uh, just before both of you go, perhaps Dave, I could just talk to you a little bit more about innovation. I feel that stuff that you and I were doing 10 years ago is coming back round the washing machine and, and people are just coming back and saying, why don't we do something innovative with mobiles? Oh, yeah, I know, Russell. And I, I, the last thing I want to sound is is like uh, you know an old uh, person that's uh, <laughs> reliving past former glories. But the, you know, I, I've I've come down. I came down to bet yesterday, and I was in the waiting room waiting for the train. I was the only person not on my mobile phone because I was drinking my coffee and then as soon as I'd finished I was checking my diary, checking my, my inbox, checking my messaging, got on the phone, the professionals who were on the on the on, on the train, sorry, got the professionals were checking their phones, I get to the hotel, people were checking again, and it seems to me that the only place that we're not allowing people to use phones to organise their lives and live their lives through is in schools. 
and I, I don't really understand what the why that why that is the case because you know that you know in 2009 we in Wolverhampton we got 5,000 mobile phones with data connection uh, running in the city with students in secondary schools accessing their digital portfolio, going on work experience, uploading data, having their calendar there, exactly the sort of things that we do. And that was that was then. And the carrier O2, and it could have been Vodafone or any of the others, but O2 had got the ability to lock the phones down between nine and three, or more importantly, using the GPS on the device, know where you were and what activities you could then be released to do on the phone. So it was all there. Now, and it's kind of technology they're denying they have access to now. Well, absolutely. Because it suits them. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, then it was a novelty for uh, students to have a smartphone. But now it's almost ubiquitous, isn't it? And we just, I think we're just doing a disservice now. By you know, you think about it, you link the phone to your uh, Google Drive or your Microsoft Drive to your calendar to all your documents I mean stuff like OneNote works on any device and you can access it you can you can draw on it you can sound record all the things we were doing back then with clunky software is so easy to do now and yet you walk around bet and nobody is talking about it it's such a shame because we proved didn't we Russell all those years ago that children can be if you if you treat them right, students and children at primary school level can be responsible unit users of those devices. It's all about the contextual use, is it not? Yeah. It's all about the responsibility. It's all, all the things that you've learned through this exercise and, itself. And I would just ask the question, shouldn't schools, shouldn't the education system be educating young people on how to safely and effectively use a mobile phone rather than letting older brother or sister or mate on the corner do it. Because that's basically what we're doing by denying them in schools, Indeed, in my absolutely opinion. Right. And I've got a conversation with Will Few from Internet Watch Foundation, and we're talking about the state of the nation insofar as the kind of imagery and the, the, the misbehaviour, which is still prevalent. Yeah. And he's saying, you know, the the imagery, the uh, the content out there from kids, particularly girls from age 8 to 13, is so prevalent and it's horrendous what's yeah. going on. Something's still not working correctly. That's right. I mean, in my opinion, again, I'm not being critical here, but the bit that's missing that we had, we had that innovation funding that came through DFE and Bechter. We had that space given to us and that funding given to us to innovate and to try these things out. Whereas, you know, the schools now are under pressure and there's no space created, there's not, no extra uh, funding created to enable the schools to innovate, which is, I think is a great shame because we all need to do that as a profession. We need to experiment in a way and try out new things. Perhaps experiment's the wrong word, but, you know, Explore, it, I explore, think, same thing. Explore. Fine. We need some space. Exactly. There's no space to do this with. Exactly, and that's needed. No. You know, this, this is... This is this is significant technology yeah, that, that students right. are walking around with. Time, space and permission to make it. And it's about stakeholders, as Sally quite rightly uh, said I, as well. Agreed. And if you get the leadership right and you set the ethos right in your school, there should not be any issue. But if, if you're really concerned, as I said, 10 years ago, more than longer than that, the, the tech companies were able to control the devices. 
Well, they're denying such. They're denying such technology. We can't have gone backwards, can we? Uh, it's just obviously suits their mood for the moment in time. Uh, listeners, if you're interested in this, get in contact with us. Let us know how, what your view is. You can text us on 07624802272. Drop us an email, radio at netsupportsoftware.com, or you can phone me on 0845-838-7005. Love to hear what you think about this. For the moment, very best of luck to both of you. Thank you. You're so deserved. Th thank you, Russell. And can I just dispel one rumour you're putting about about me, okay? Yes. Because I am not a member of the Peaky Blinders cast, <laughs> even though I spike like this from coming up in Birmingham. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'd send a photograph of you with one of those caps on, so is that Oh, yeah, oh, you found me out. You found me out, Russell. I wasn't quite sure as well. Excellent. Thank anyway, you, Russell. good series on the television. Even better, the music track which goes with it has opened up a new genre for me as well. Oh, I love fantastic. the music that runs alongside there. Yeah, all for, lot of it filmed at the Black Country Museum oh, as well. Really? Brilliant, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, more claim to fame as Indeed. well. That's good. Uh, Super. Both of you, very best of luck. Russell, Have a, you. You're very welcome, Mom. The very best of luck to you, uh, to your staff, your pupils, and your parents. I, I'm really right behind you. Good luck and enjoy the awards tonight. Thank Absolutely you, brilliant there. Uh, chatting live there with the fabulous Sally Lamin, who is the executive head of Feezy Park Primary, Park, I'm sorry, Park Farm Primary School, easy for you to say, and Dr. Dave Wiley there, who's from the governing body. They're up for an impact award at tonight's Bet Awards. There's lots going on on the Bet Awards. I'm also talking to some more category uh, entrants in the innovative software category. Uh, we'll be talking to Kat and Gary a little later on. Russell Prue. Hey guys, I'm Demi Lovato. I'm Jason Derulo. I'm Goldie. You're listening to Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster for Bet 2020, powered by the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network. Russell Prue, bringing you all the news and chat from the show floor. Russell Prue, let's start the party. Banging tunes that hit the spot. Russell Prue, you're listening to Net Support Radio. Ah, oh, it's live conversations like that you just absolutely love. It's quarter to four, time for some more Muzak. Uh, delving back into 1985, 36 years ago, to see what was in play then. And a very nice track from Foreigner. And we shall enjoy a new revamped version with one of those fabulous symphonic uh, interpretations of the music there. Um, I want to know what love is. Coming to you live here on Net Support Radio broadcasting across the planet on your online digital speaker and on Spotify for our Listen Again service. This is Net Support Radio. I thought perhaps I should introduce myself. Introduce myself. You are listening to Net Support Radio. The home of our award-winning school IT management solutions. What an amazing song and brilliant arrangement. You'll find that on the symphonic uh, version album, uh, looking at some 80s tracks and some grid stuff there as well. Uh, beautifully mixed there. I'm just reminded how big a band Foreigner really will. They were absolutely huge. They probably still are now, but they're not in my uh, sights, I have to say. But what a classic 
absolute anthem there amazing there i hope you're enjoying the show so far it's just coming up to nine minutes to four we are live on net support radio i am enjoying my official 36th bet it is busy it is good we've had some great conversations today that i'm very very pleased with still meeting lots of people from europe i have to say uh, who don't see uh, the whole brexit thing as an issue for doing business at all um, I'm still unsure how uh, things are going to work because I still need some clarity in that, but still uh, approaching us and wanting, um, uh, wanting radio equipment across Europe, which is fascinating and both interesting as well. We'll have to see how we can meet those objectives as well. Uh, big shout out to Chris Lovesey, who is a no uh, new fan to the show. He is a regular listener, uh, almost approaching stalker status, I have to say. Chris, how are you? Hope you well uh, great to have you back on air russell thank you so much chris very nice uh, sounding good by the way let uh, dan woods know that purple is his color it so is chris i have to say it so is absolutely brilliant uh, also a tweet from discovery education their guest andrew hammond is up next he is the brother of another famous Hammond, but chose not to mention it in the interview, which I thought was terribly nice of him, a driving Hammond. Um, I'll let you work that one out for yourself, but what a nice man as well. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation. He is up next, and Discovery Education launching lots of future-focused resources at BET. Uh, here's Andrew Hammond talking to Russell Prue about an amazing new teaching and learning platform, Discovery Education Experience. And he has tweeted, or Discovery Education, Thank you so much indeed for that. That's very kind and that's uh, part of the reciprocal arrangement that we do enjoy so much. Keep those mentions, those tweets, those texts, those absolutely everything coming for me. We are live right the way through until six. Still some great music to come. But if you'd like to influence my music choice, why don't you get in contact? You can drop me a tweet. I am at Russell Prue, or you could just hashtag me, Net Support Radio. Love to hear from you and we'll slip a track on. We've got a huge library of music with me on my system i'd love to play something from you it's so easy just to pluck something search the library database many thousands of tracks here just search that and whip it straight onto the deck very quickly the virtual software uh, music player solution uh, virtual dj is absolutely stunning look some hardware here as well just to demonstrate the mixing i shall not be doing mixing you are quite safe listeners there will be no mixing today uh, so next up it's andrew hammond he has a brilliant story uh, to share with you and I want you to enjoy that don't go anywhere it's all still happening here today are you ready yeah! you are listening to net support radio the home of our award-winning school IT management solutions Support all the elements for successful school IT management. Listeners, my next guest joins me in the studio, Andrew Hammond from Discovery Education. He's got a great title, Senior Director, Learning and Community. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank what you. on earth does this mean? It's what a good it? title, isn't it? It's, it's, I mean, it's got to be one of the best titles here, I think, really. So I, uh, after a, a long, long career in teaching uh, up until last year, I joined Discovery to... Uh, to help advise on content and, uh, and delivery. And uh, so the Senior Director of Learning Bit really is 
I think primarily it's considering um, how we take all these cracking resources that we've got. I mean, they're absolutely terrific in various different media. And, um, and presenting really the so what, which is how they land in the classroom. I think that's something that I, I like to feel I've got some experience in. So it's really combining all the, curating all the different resources so that we can then think about um, the teaching and learning experience in the actual room. How you use them, if you see what I mean. Absolutely right. And, and I am reassured yep. that Discovery have seen fit to appoint someone with the number of years of experience as someone like yourself who kind of knows the education community That's inside right. out. Yeah, 150 years in schools, uh, at least, looking good for it. And I think it's probably... Um, I suspect that might be the reason why I've joined, um, in order to just to sort of provide that. I mean, to be fair, I think that perspective was already there. There's a number of uh, members of staff uh, sure. there who've had some school experience. But it's quite nice that I've worked in both independent and state sectors for a long time, so I can kind of get a sense of not only how things land, but budget as well. <laughs> good mix, good mix as well. Yeah, so yeah. tell me about your new product. What's happening this year for you? Um, well, we've got a number of different products. It's all very exciting, actually. Lots of plates we're spinning. But Discovery Education Experience is really exciting. And that's essentially a new platform on which we're presenting the various other products that we, digital products that we have. And the platform itself means that we can really now think about how we curate and present the different uh, products with the experience in mind, if that makes sense. So they're yes. kind of almost lifting them from the page into the screen and thinking, so what, how are you going to use this in the classroom? So we, we, we think a lot about how it's presented, how it's delivered, how it's assessed, how you show the impact. So it's those three eyes, isn't it? Intent, implementation, impact of your products, uh, of our products um, and of your own teaching. So I think that's really exciting in experience, actually. Um, all the different features and functions are all absolutely focused on how you use it in the classroom and I think that's probably the new thing. I've always been impressed about the way uh, Discovery go out and grab the very best expertise available to it and if that means a celebrity or if that means someone who's leading that topic in a very public fashion you don't shy away from that you just go grab them and bring them in which is a good really good endorsement. I think um, there's a I think we've got a I think we've got a good appeal there's an attraction to the name which is great we are known globally for producing fantastic high quality uh, learning films and videos of course we are and that's obviously right at the heart of the product suite that we've got um, but you know we want authenticity as well I think we want people to really know what they're talking about uh, I can sniff out um, those that aren't authentic I think I'm quite keen on keeping sure. that Do you know sure no, I think that is, and that is important. That's, <laughs> I, I, and authentic has been a, a, a word I use a lot uh, because yeah, I think right. the whole education experience for lots of young people yeah. has become less authentic in I the last few years. There's an age, we're living in an age of edu celebrities and so forth. I'm not really so keen on that. So I think uh, finding, finding uh, like minded spirits who have been there and done it and understand the pressures and the strains and the joy as well of teaching. So uh, we want to hang around with people like that. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Cool. Uh, where can I find more about this? Where can I sign up if I'm not already a customer of yours? Where can I find out more? We are at stand NG65 uh, here in the north side. So you can obviously come and see us. You can obviously visit our website, discovereducation.com. Co.uk. Indeed. Uh, so <laughs> my, my right honourable friend here realised me. No, it's fine. Uh, and obviously we're all over social media, as you'd expect, Twitter and, uh, and all the usual channels. So, uh, yeah, so come see us and we'll have a conversation. That'd Brilliant. Well, good luck with this. I'm very excited about it. It's lovely to meet you as well. And thank you so much indeed for for uh, joining an education thank you supplier. Much. I long made this trend continue, Absolutely. I have to say as well. I mean, <laughs> do you miss your school environment? Enormously. Yeah, I do. Enormously. I, I see all the lovely children talking in the various films that we make. And immediately it takes me back to the classroom. So, uh, but hey, I mean, I'm, I intend to get into classrooms a lot more because I'm, I'm certainly missing it hugely. But, but we're having a, a great impact in what we're doing as well, which is great. So you certainly it's are. It's a different I, sort of impact. I would probably um, 
hedge my bets and say that you have a greater opportunity to impact more young people in this role. Congratulations, welcome to the team and thanks for joining thanks us. Thanks very much. Thank Chatting you. live there with the brilliant Andrew Hammond, Discovery Education Senior Director, Learning and Community. Thanks a lot, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. Absolutely time for some music now. Take us to four o'clock. This is fabulous from a brilliant Peter Sellers movie. I just love this. It had better be tonight. Four o'clock news is next. Online, across the world, this is Net Support Radio, broadcasting live at Bet 2020. Time now to join our newsroom for a full roundup of today's news. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Benji Hire. Chinese officials fear the deadly coronavirus could mutate and spread further. Nine people have died from the respiratory virus and almost 500 others in China had been infected. Many more are under medical watch. There are estimated to have been about 4,000 cases of the virus since the outbreak began. It's also reached Thailand, Taiwan and South Korea. The US has recorded its first case as well in Washington state. Dave Ross from Seattle says the man had recently flown home from the city of Wuhan. He had, I guess, the symptoms of a cold, didn't feel too bad on the plane, but then a few days later, he started to feel really bad, went to his doctor, because he'd been reading about this uh, virus, and uh, the doctor did some tests and said, yeah, this is coronavirus, so he came forward. They're trying to figure out who he may have come in contact with, and he's being very cooperative about that. More than 400 schools were closed in Bangkok on Wednesday, giving almost 300,000 students the day off, as the government there seeks to come to grips with the smog crisis. With the latest from the Thai capital, here's Daniel Quinlan. Thailand's Prime Minister Prayut Chanacha says he will consider a total ban on personal vehicles if the air quality doesn't improve. Both he and the government have come in for criticism from the public over their lack of response to the ongoing crisis. In the past, the Prime Minister said it was difficult to enforce laws aimed at curbing pollution and blamed the public for the poor air quality. Burning off land by farmers is a major cause of the smog at this time of year as they prepare their fields for planting. Vehicle emissions and industry have also contributed to the problem. And Britain will go ahead with a digital sales tax despite pressure from Washington to hold fire. The country's finance minister has announced that although he'd like an international solution, the UK will nonetheless press on with levying the tax in the meantime. It would apply to search engines, online marketplaces and social media companies. The American government, however, believes it unfairly targets US technology giants. Stuart Smith reports. A 2% digital sales tax due to be implemented in April will be levied, despite US and OECD opposition. During a panel discussion at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, the UK Chancellor Sajid Javid said the tax was proportionate. But the US Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says it's discriminatory and arbitrary, suggesting the US could respond by arbitrarily putting taxes on car companies. Many EU and OECD countries want a digital sales tax because taxes on revenue generated through online advertising goes where the tech company is based, not the country where the online activity happens. The change would boost UK tax revenues by 650 million US dollars a year. But the OECD wants national governments to wait so a multilateral solution can be found. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, the sad news disclosed earlier this week that rock star Ozzy Osbourne is suffering from Parkinson's disease. He says he was diagnosed last year and he revealed the news in an interview on ABC's Good Morning America. I hate to let people down. I hate to not do my job. 
I said, when I see my wife going to work, my kids going to work, that gets me down because I can't contribute to my family, you know. I'm a lot better now than I was. The 61-year-old Black Sabbath rocker is suffering from a particular mutation of the disease which attacks the nervous system. David Dexter is Deputy Director of Research at Parkinson's UK. We've got uh, a lot of projects uh, going at the moment, but obviously the more money that we can raise, the quicker that we can actually work. And there are clinical trials, particularly for rarer gene mutations, um, which Aussie has, um, that are coming around the corner. Um, Even this year, there are... Um, drug trials starting uh, for one of the other Parkinson's uh, gene mutations called LARC2. Um, so these people with rare gene mutations may be the beneficiaries of some of the most effective therapies that we have uh, for Parkinson's. As for Ozzy Osbourne, he says he hopes to be back on tour later this year. He is, after all, a man who has been through no end of challenges during his very colourful life. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute updates on Twitter, follow us there at Feature Story. And we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by liking Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here, but for now that is the latest Feature Story News. Benji Hire reporting. Nice advert there. Thanks, chaps. Calling all network managers, teachers and safeguarding leads. Discover how NetSupport DNA can help you work smarter and achieve best practice with ease. Good afternoon. You're listening to me, Russell Prue, live across the planet on Net Support Radio. It is six minutes past four. It's Wednesday, the 22nd of January, and this is Bet 2020. We are live until six and I have lots more to share with you. A big shout out to Christopher Todd1D, who says, it sounds like he's in a band there, doesn't it? Uh, can you have a shout out to our sales team working hard at Bet? You can indeed, Chris Todd1D. Thank you so much indeed for your message. Keep those messages messages coming love to hear from you um you can tweet us email us text us and you can phone us uh, bob has uh, said he will uh, converse with us bob harrison fabulous he's written a gorgeous bit in secondary ed um you did indeed really good it's a, a supplementary bet guide and i'm looking forward to a conversation with bob tomorrow he said would i and i would i would i would i would as well and uh, doug if you're listening i'd love a conversation with you as well and also bill gibbon if you are listening as well um, many times uh, bet attendee and uh, co-worker here doing lots of really interesting stuff um, here and um, he's not traveled um, uh, semi-retired from uh, the sector I would I'd put that word in just in case just in case he, I'm sure he's doing something as well but a well-earned uh, retirement but whatever you're doing uh, I hope it's absolutely great I'd love a conversation with you we could reminisce about the olden times because the the young folk here have never had it so good and it's our job like the oldies to tell them that they've never had it so good honestly they they just absolutely have not uh, great music still to come good conversation my next 
next guest is Gary Spracklin, who's the head of Prince of Wales Primary School. He chatted to me earlier today with Mark Anderson. Great conversation, and I really want to share that with you. Net Support delivers the best in classroom instructional tech, early years assessment tools, IT management suites, and top of the line safeguarding solutions. See them all at BET 2020. Uh, listeners, I'm not one to miss a royal opportunity here as well. I've just had, I have fabulous factual information. Uh, joining me live in the studio, Gary Spracklin, who is the head teacher of the fabulous Prince of Wales School, and he's just told me on Dutchy land. Oh yes, on Dutchy land, our royal connection, Russell. Oh well, it's very good. You're not emigrating at the moment, are you? You're nipping <laughs> off. It's always good. To, it's always good to say. Also in the studio, there's fabulous uh, Mark Anderson. And uh, Mark, great to have you. Thanks so much indeed uh, for coming, bringing this good friend and a good friend of our radio station as well. Gary, how's it going? I don't. There isn't a day that doesn't pass where I don't see an innovative, exciting, new something coming out of your school. Oh, thank you, Russell. How are you doing it? I'm doing well. We're having a fantastic time. We're putting the children first. Um, we have an ethos at the Prince of Wales School that is to inspire all children to learn. Um, and that's what we seek to do each and every single day. Um, and we've got a fantastic body of staff that make that happen. I mean, right from forest school stuff to cooking to decorating. I mean, I just—it just keeps rolling on. How much planning did all this take? Well, it's—it's. It's I think that's the important thing in schools. Schools, schools are always an ongoing project. Um, learning is ongoing. It, it doesn't stop, um, and that's my motivation. Getting up each day, um, and my my belief is that I'll never be done. You know, and I think that's really important. It's always about the next group of children. It's all always about creating the next memory and giving them the next experience and um, I think sometimes we can get stuck in schools and spend too much time looking back on the past and things that have happened before and think oh I remember when we did a radio show for example um, but that was with children that were there five years ago and actually that's not having an impact on the children that are there right now that's why we need to be injecting these things regularly we need to be building continuous programs um, and ultimately continuing to inspire the children that we're working with in that moment at that time and are the parents appreciating this oh we've got a fantastic supportive group of parents um, at the Prince of Wales School um, they really help us um, take things to the next level to be honest with you and uh, only only this weekend we had a community makeover day and um, we had 50 parents um, ar arrive with buckets and spades <laughs> not quite buckets but spades and forks and all sorts of things my best story is that on our first community makeover day I told the parents to bring tools along um, to come and help and transform well what one of them bought a mini digger so <laughs> full-on trailer you know and uh, <laughs> So that's a tool. PPE gear, you know, I'm there trying to write the risk assessment live as it's happening, sort of thing. And but you know, to have that support from our community just makes such a I difference. Love it. And uh, I just that's love not it. about income, that's about engagement, that's yeah. about community, um, and that can happen in any area. It's about connecting with the people where they are and helping them move forward. And that's a legacy of education as well, you know. Um, I, I'm, I'm old enough now to have when I've been teaching to be teaching people whose parents I've taught previously. Yeah. You know, and they come to the school knowing what a great school it is, what the ethos is, um, you know, where it's going, where, and, and that's what you're building right now. Yeah, and I think it's really powerful to build upon those connections and also not to lose that, not to lose those things that have happened historically. Just because a parent who has a specialism has left the school because their child's not there doesn't mean that they can't come back and share that specialism. Exactly. Um, and actually you'll find that often they've got that emotional connection and they'll, they'll still want to give back. You know, and we've got a number of parents that still come back to us even though their children are now moving on to sixth form and, and university and they're still coming in and giving their specialist inputs, uh, you know, whether that's around their, um, around their 
employment or around their belief system or around their background. Um, those can be really powerful to enrich um, our children's lives. We hear about the likes of Stephen Tierney talking about education being at the fourth emergency service, but we see that all the time, don't we, with the, with the time and dedication that parents and communities bring to schools, because they're, they're such an essential part of the community, aren't they? Yeah, 100%. And I think we, we become in danger of um, becoming risk adverse when, it, when, when we think about bringing the community in and you know we think about the, the level of work that has to go into DBS checks and risk assessments sure. and things like that but the, the effort there and I'm not saying to cut corners on that that, that that obviously safeguarding is our first priority but just that small bit of effort can lead to such great reward about getting people in and working with, with, with children and, and meeting children with where they're at and also you know your building being a asset to the community outside of school hours mm. there's there's great potential there and we over the past 18 months have really expanded our provision um, and on not on a for-profit basis and I know there are streams that you can do for income but for all of our community groups we just do it at cost and we've seen that a whole pile of groups pile in because we're not seeking to make an income out of it mm. we're seeking to be there as a resource and an asset for the community and that only serves to help further when we do reach out and say we need help with something and we find there's a bigger body of people that are there to help and i'm just thinking now that often uh, we accuse parents of outsourcing the upbringing of their child entirely to the school to uh, to colleagues as well and i wonder whether that happens because we let it happen and i wonder what you have done specifically to engage your parents i mean Getting someone to turn up with a, a, a digger, a small excavator, I love it. I absolutely love it. That is at one end of the scale. You must accept the fact that at the other end of the scale, there are some parents that don't want to step inside the school. No, and I think it's about making it um, a warm place to be, an encouraging place to be, a place where they're not going to be criticised, no matter what their approach to parenting may be. And it's about meeting people where they are and giving them an opportunity to engage at different levels. And that we do a lot through um, electronic form as well in terms of community we, we have a, a big emphasis on Facebook and people coming in and sharing and contributing through there and we find that for a lot of our working parents who perhaps can't get into school during the day that virtual connectivity to the school is also really important and uh, that's a, an area that we've sought to champion at the Prince of Wales School. Absolutely brilliant, uh, doing stunning work there as well, it is noticeable. There, there, I, I, you can feel your presence there is a force there you know you are clearly in touch with that and there's a ripple uh, almost every day and you're making a huge difference I think that's the measure I, I, um, are you making a difference and you certainly are and I haven't been for a while and we should arrange a revisit because it's Without been a, a long one I, I, I think we met there on your last that's the very first time the, we met Russell when you came and you did a there. radio workshop for us I think it was a prize for some it was South was good for learning competition of where some are they now where are they now what can I say what can I say where many, are many many moons ago, where Russell. in the world are they these days anyway but I know what you're saying and it was a delight and it was a special place then and you've made it a very special place now which is just brilliant which is really exciting what are you looking forward to at Beck? I'm looking forward to um, meeting great people like the gentleman on the left here, Mark, and, and, your, and your good self. Um, I'm only here today. Um, I'm trying to catch some of the big sort of keynote talks. I've just heard the head of Google um, Education talking about the roadmap that they have for um, future work, and that's, that's exciting and hoping to catch a few of the big kind of announcements as people share them. But also, most importantly, um, and first and foremost for me, it's about me meeting people, building, continuing to build those connections and... Uh, hear how everyone's getting on and it's an exciting place to be there's lots going on in the world of education and it's uh, we've got an exciting uh, decade ahead no doubt
we don't have to wait for a minister or a ministerial announcement. No. Some of I saw something going. yesterday that, um, I can't remember what it was now, but some product, and they'd actually just quoted um, the education secretary, I hadn't put their name, because I think, I think that's the best approach to go for now, is just put, education secretary said, because the person is changing so <laughs> rapidly. The that so I think the quote was from 2016, I was thinking we've probably had three since then, so... Uh. It's like on the conveyor belt tonight, <laughs> yes, you know. Uh, we, don't, we don't need that. We'll, um, the real innovation is happening in the schools, it's happening with our young people, and uh, I'm proud to be part of that. Support Radio. Nothing else comes close. There are gal. You guys rock. Play my kind of music. Yeah. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. You're listening to Russell Crowe, broadcasting on the Anderson Tiger Radio Network. I don't understand what's going on here. In the mix. Net Support Radio. Live at Bet. In the mix. Well, good afternoon. I just so love Gary. What a value, value piece of value interview that is. Mark Anderson there and Gary chatting live in our studio a little earlier today. Uh, loads of content still to come. Uh, Jenna Ash, Lucy Makovich, really school, Kat and Gary. You're going to love that. And probably the most profound conversation of the day is Will Few from the Internet Watch Foundation. We are talking a whole range of stuff. Internet Watch responsible for taking down images worldwide of child sexual abuse a really hard-hitting conversation with him i will play in the next while or so i've got another guest i'm going to chat to sal in just a second warm her up nicely for our conversation find out what she wants to talk about and she is coming next after bob marley now that's what i call music which transcends generations bob marley there lovely 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 music as well you're listening to me russell prue live on net support radio right the way through till six now this is a new feature and i have someone live in the studio who's going to respond to it it's a what have you enjoyed the most at bet today feature and i'm going to ask sal McEwen in just a second what have you enjoyed the most at bed today well, Sal, what have you enjoyed the most at Bet today? Well, I didn't arrive until quite late on in the day, but as I've gone round, I've met people who I haven't seen since Bet last year, the lovely people at Now Press Play, one of my favourite companies. They were an award winner at uh, Bet last year in digital devices. Sadly, they're not shortlisted this year, but it was good catching up with them and seeing their plans. So uh, that's been good. And I've been over to see Claro Software. They're one of the companies I'll be talking about on my round table on Friday getting a shameless plug in here for my dyslexia round table four o'clock Friday afternoon in the school's theatre good I'm back with you in just a second that is what Sal enjoyed at bet today what have you enjoyed the most at bed today this is what Gary's enjoyed. I'm looking forward to um, meeting great people like the gentleman on the left here, Mark, and, and, your, and your good self. Um, I'm only here today. Um, I'm trying to catch some of the big sort of keynote talks. I've just heard the head of Google um, Education talking about the roadmap that they have for um, future work, and that's, that's exciting and hoping to catch a few of the big kind of announcements as people share them. But also, most importantly, um, and first and foremost for me, it's about me- meeting people, building, continuing to build those connections, and. Uh, hear how everyone's getting on and it's an exciting place to be there's lots going on in the world of education and it's uh, we've got an exciting uh, decade ahead no doubt 
we don't have to wait for a minister or a ministerial announcement. No. Some of I saw something get... yesterday that, um, I can't remember what it was now, but some product, and they'd actually just quoted um, the education secretary, I hadn't put their name, because I think, I think that's the best approach to go for now, is just put, education secretary said, because the person is changing so rapidly. The that is. So I think the quote was from 2016. I was thinking we probably had three since then. So uh. it's like on the convey about tonight. <laughs> yes, you know, and, and uh, we don't we don't need that. We'll, um, the real innovation is happening in the schools. It's happening with our young people, and uh, I'm proud to be part of that. What have you enjoyed the most at bed today? We'll have some more of that later on in the show. I love it. I love it. Sal is here to talk about dyslexia. What is going on with you? Okay. Uh, several years ago, I wrote a book called How to Help Your Dyslexic and Dyspraxic Child. And on the back of that, I've had quite a few articles in magazines. I work, as you know, as a freelance journalist. Sure. But this year uh, is the first time that I've been invited to talk about dyslexia at BET. So we've got a round table. We've got Abby James, who's a real expert, particularly on the sort of university sector, disabled students allowance and higher ed. Yep. Got a lovely woman called Laura Stevens from Barton Peveril Sixth Form College, who's an expert on apps. And we've got Rosanne Esposito from uh, the Institute of Education. So we all come from different areas. My own background was FE and, and then working at, at Vector for many years. Uh, and also, um, my particular interest is home and parents. So as I'm going around the show and in my preparation for the show, I think there's probably less support for dyslexia than I've seen in previous years. But one of the things that does hearten me is I think there is a movement to things like apps on kids' phones. So instead of dyslexia being something that was addressed in schools, it's things like um, ScanPen, an app from Claro, where you can take a photo of a poster when you're out and about and it'll read it back to you. Practical, simple solutions very cost effective too. So I want to explore some of that, but also to encourage people to see dyslexia not just as a disadvantage. You know, for years it's had that bad press, people can't spell, people can't read. And yet we know from research that some of the big names like Bill Gates, Richard Branson in the business world are dyslexic. And it seems to be that because they've got slightly quirky minds, they don't do things in conventional linear ways, they don't necessarily succeed at school, but they certainly do when they leave school. No, so that's right. another area that I really want us to focus on this time. No, another friend of our station, uh, Sal, Jeremy Vine, was talking yesterday yeah. on his uh, radio show about uh, an MP who has dyslexia, sits in the house, and when he tweets, he, he has problems with you and your and stuff. Yes. And the, the racking of him and the... Uh, the the huge tide of assaultive, disgraceful language which comes from other people about you shouldn't be in the house of government because you can't spell and all the rest of it and the patience and the tolerance levels have just been turned Better not to be able to spell than not to be able to think and uh, certainly I think quite a lot of our MPs would be in that category so uh, you know spelling is one of those things, it's a bit like you know all those years that you spent learning your times table and then when you school how often do you actually need your times table and if you do you have a calculator it's something which an inordinate amount of time is spent on which could be spent perhaps on encouraging critical thinking yep. philosophy and other areas 
and you're absolutely right absolutely right there as well so that just kind of that got me in the mood for thinking about those kind of topics here as well so you talk about a round table is that one of the late features or is that a mainstay activity it's a mainstay it's for wow. 40 or 440 so, splendid yeah, news so it's really good for them to give such billing well i think partly it's because friday is the send day so they're encouraging uh, some companies which aren't even exhibiting here to come in for the day so wow. there's networking features I think, you know, if you go back years, um, Special Needs Village was absolutely enormous. Oh, it was, absolutely. And now it's pretty much a sideshow, to be honest, you know. And on the one hand, it's great, you know, you talk about inclusion, it's nice that things are more inclusive and it's not ghetto. On the other hand, it's also very hard to find. No, I know. And that was Martin, wasn't it? Is it yes, Martin Littler? Yeah. That's Martin? right, yeah. He, he kind of pioneered that. I remember yeah. he's hugely committed and just an amazing. He kind yeah. of started that. It's a shame it hasn't been able to continue. I guess it's just the cost of coming here. Yeah, and also he's retired now and I don't think other people quite had his personal involvement no. passion. No, Because you used to have the special needs village and then he had the special needs fringe at the hotel next door when we were um, indeed at uh, Olympia indeed yeah. we did in the uh, Hilton Hotel That's which right. is where it was indeed I noticed that Texed are here so some of the players that I've yeah. grown up and loved and yeah. they are still here for an award actually uh, tonight at the yeah. Bet Awards so they're, they're still in the public eye somewhat absolutely and I think also you know I think people like you've had a big part to play in changing attitudes to dyslexia because you know in the past everything was about reading and writing exams specifically but now things like the work you've done in Wales with radio mm. you know that really plays to the strengths of a lot of kids who are never going to be able to write and compose very well but they talk exceptionally well yes. and you know I love the idea of in the future having more neurodiverse politicians who bring different skills and not the conventional ones from public schools. Indeed, and not all of them are tweeting and having their third assistant, 12th level, 7th time nested, uh, do their tweeting for them. And it's Absolutely. not a person that doesn't connect. Yes. And I think that that was uh, wrong. And hurt. We need to call out these folk yes. and they just yes. need to be, you know, this is not tolerable behaviour. And that, that's really good. Um, and thanks very much for the comment on the, the work that I think so too. Uh, and as proof of the, uh, of the pudding is in the eating, they say, um, most of those uh, projects, those radio projects, the schools have gone on to buy radio stations. Yeah. And they are some of the poorest schools, I have to say. Wales are not uh, a, a country, a nation that you expect to have loads of money. And it's, they fight really hard for every penny of expenditure they can get their hands on uh, for their capitation budgets. It's really and, tough. And the world has changed. Yes. You know, we don't all write stuff down anymore. No, no. So it's much more about pictures. You look at the work kids are doing with, with things like TikTok, making their own videos. Fabulous absolutely. stuff, much more creative. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, anything impressed you at BET this year particularly? What does well, as I say, it took me a very long time to get here from Coventry today. Um, <laughs> I'm but... sorry to hear that. <laughs> Maybe it was the starting place. <laughs> but it's... Um, I, I haven't seen a lot yet. I've seen a lot of big corporate stands and I'm really wondering what they have to offer the average teacher in a school. Uh, I'm sure they're very impressive to school business managers who increasingly are people who manage budgets. But if I'd come down as a Senko from a school, I think I'd probably find it quite hard to track down things that would 
be beneficial to the kids in my school. That's just a quick personal it's comment. It's a very good me. comment as well. So have you been across to the education show on the other side? Of yes, What's I it have. like in there? Uh, very corporate again, I find. In fact, you know, some of the companies like Now Press Play, who were in the education show side last year, they're on this side this year. So I think it's much more mixed up. I mean, I think... The education show, it was always a mixed bag when it was the NEC. One of the things I have to say I miss was they always had cantankerous celebrities. So we had, I remember one year we had the tallest man in the world and seeing him get in a lift was quite something. I think he was from the Ukraine. Um, and I think one of my fun memories was Peter Andre. I remember it well. Talking. Chaos. It was chaos. And talking to or lecturing a group of head teachers about why education mattered. That was so special and I can't quite see anybody replicating that a bet. No, but he did cause absolute chaos. The purpose yes. was the draw and he drew, you know, singing his one song, bless him, uh, again. I mean, he, he did draw, he did what he was intended oh, yeah. to do, but, you know. But then having said that, um, I was at Wellington College and yeah. there was uh, a guest speaker, a rapper, and amongst independent heads, you know, it was Tinchy Stryker um, to talk about uh, his life and it involved dyslexia and, and yes. prejudice and a whole range of stuff and how he's kind of pulled his stuff through. It was the most well-attended talk on yeah. the planet so it's it's hard just to kind of blindside these people and say no no you have no relevance because you're a you're a you know a multi-billionaire pop star however sometimes Absolutely. they have got an interesting angle to play they have so. and i think he did as well and i also saw the fonds of um, happy days who came and talked about dyslexia well he's very interested because of course being dyslexic himself yeah. he's written many many books on yes. the topic and knows his stuff so uh henry winkler uh, just That's a right. brilliant uh, uh a really good figure. choice but, and, and again, very well, but, you know, the leather jacket and everything. I I'm yeah. failed to see the relevance of squeezing the tallest man into an elevator. However, <laughs> uh, stranger things have happened. That was maths. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> How do you get the tallest man? Well, it's kind of down to knees, isn't it? <laughs> Bends in knees. I just quite indeed. Oh, the, uh, the things was, we could remember. It was statistics about. and data. I see. It was that side of maths, yeah. Mm. Okay, <laughs> yes. Well, we might have to let that one go as well. Uh, thank you so much indeed for dropping in. Thank the you Best for of luck me. on uh, Friday as well. I always enjoy a good catch up with Miles as well. He's confirmed his attendance, so good. I should be catching up with him just to uh, check my compass with the state of send, which I think is very interesting just to do on an annual basis, check exactly what's happening uh, in the world of special educational needs, just to see where we kind of are, where the provision is, and um, what the challenges are again um, the delights of audiovisual equipment um, I am available to bookings if you, if you want me I can, I can advise on these things as well I'd always say cable it rather than wireless which is good but for the moment Sal thanks so much for chatting thank with you us. for having have yourself, me oh, you're very welcome have yourself a fabulous bet uh, chatting live there with a the brilliant Sal McEwen there author uh, seamstress uh, brilliant absolutely brilliant and a good friend of our station we've been chatting with her for many many years still loads more to come don't go anywhere here's how to get in touch with the show contact the show right now just send a text message to 07 7624 802272 or email us using studio at andertontiger.com. Tag the show on Twitter. Just use the hashtag NetSupportRadio. Tweet the show for a mention. Just use at Russell Prue in your tweet. Feel the power.
It's 26 minutes to five. Thank you so much indeed, uh, Sal. Absolutely brilliant. We did that live in the studio. Uh, you may have, may have listened to all the sound effects in the background there, uh, but that's absolutely fine. Keep the text, keep the tweets coming. Lovely to hear from you. Thank you so much indeed for your messages. Uh, Henry Platten, he is Go Bubble executive. Fabulous person. He is here as well, and he says hello. Hello, Henry. Good to hear from you. John Samuel is with Henry. He is from a Manchester school. Hello, John. Uh, good to have your company. Thanks so much for listening and being a part of our brilliant show I'm just looking there's another conversation there as well uh, Bob Harrison as I said earlier will be joining us tomorrow live fingers crossed for 3.15 Bob uh, we are going to hook up on the telephone Sugata Mitra is with us live tomorrow as well at 5.30ish uh, plus or minus a few minutes either way there because we are picking him up live uh, on his hotel because his diary has become Al Superbooked and it's going to be quite hard to get him here uh, on the Friday but he is coming in person on the Friday to speak in one of the keynote slots so it'd be good to catch up with Sugata another good friend of our radio station and I'd really like to talk to him about self-organised learning and hear where his thinking is as well keep those messages come still loads more time to get in contact with us it's just uh, oh gosh an hour and a half at least uh, on the clock so we're about halfway through our live show hope you're enjoying it wherever you are on the planet I was just having a look good listening audience today folks uh, just having a quick look let me see if I can say hello to wherever you are uh, looking now at the statistics here to see where about you are uh, we have uh, listeners in uh, Canada hello in France bonjour uh, guten tag if you're listening in Germany a lot of listeners in the United Kingdom but loads in the United States hello how's it going there thank you so much indeed uh, for listening give us a shout out I'd love to know um, where exactly you're listening to and what parts of the show you're enjoying the most this is net support radio the official broadcaster at bet 2020 music is coming next you're listening to net support radio the official broadcaster for bet 2020 this station is now the ultimate power in the universe powered by the anderton tiger broadcasting network we'll have a full news roundup for you at five o'clock this is james morrison Please don't stop the rain. Uh, listeners, I'm, I'm listeners, not I'm not one to miss a my guest into the studio. I have Jenna Ash, who is the Education Technology Magazine. I'll ask her all about her role at that fabulous organisation. But welcome to Net Support Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. Just tell the listeners a little about yourself, the magazine, and your role, please. Of course. Thank you for having me. So I am the editor for Education Technology, which is a free subscription-only monthly magazine. And it features all the latest EdTech news, um, opinion, event information from across the entire EdTech se sector. So that includes primary and secondary and further education and, of course, higher education as well. Uh, it's part of EdQuarter, so that includes university business and independent education. So it's a cross-education learning platform for um, the schools and higher ed sector. So yeah, that's, that's mainly kind of what we do. <laughs> Brilliant. I'd also like to welcome Al Kingsley, who also joined us in here as well. What a great guest. How exciting uh, this is as well. And we're very pleased to, to have... So, Jenna, thanks so much for, for dropping in as well. I just wonder whether, uh, how excited are you about this year's bet? Is, is this a game-changer for you? Are there some exciting things here? Yeah, it's the, my, my first visit here. Um, I think in my, my, where I used to work, my old company, we went to bet Malaysia which is really exciting, so I've, I've had some experience there. But my first time here at the London event, 
and it's huge. <laughs> but yeah, really, really exciting, yeah. So can I ask them, what do you think the hot topics are going to be this year? Well, I think as the biggest show in the sector, there's, there's going to be a bit of everything. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the latest innovations in AI and its impact and value for SEND students especially and kind of widening accessibility. Um, as well as its growing influence in terms of teacher well-being, uh, obviously it's not, not a secret that teachers are kind of buckling under workload at the moment and, you know, very stressed. So we're really starting to see the impact of this technology automating tasks and getting teachers back to what's important, which is of course teaching. Um, so yeah, I think, I think AI is obviously going to be a big feature. Brilliant. Yeah, I was going to. I mean, it's interesting having this because we spend our time here at BET trying to pick up and get the, the bellwether of what teachers are focusing on, and certainly well-being and some of the stuff that we've been yeah. doing has been focused around really focusing that. I think the interesting thing for us to learn is what your readers have been expressing as their kind of hot topics over the over the last year. Sure, I mean there's plenty of interest in cloud technologies and personalization. Um, I'd say they're really some of the hottest topics right now. Schools are really interested in cloud computing of course because not only does it bring them into the 21st century uh, enabling learning anywhere anytime but it also saves them money on power and licenses, hardware and support. Um, so obviously that's big news for the schools market, I think. And in terms of personalization, uh, the VLE is a really hot talking point. We, um, there's no one-size-fits-all approach that works in education, of course, and the VLE kind of recognizes that and its ability to adapt to the needs of each learner and provide a holistic experience. Um, and, and also supporting the flipped classroom model, which of course mm. has proved really valuable in education and uh, reflects in student outcomes. So I think we'll be hearing a lot more of the VLE, not just at BET, but throughout 2020. Yeah, well, we hear a lot of the cloud. I have to say there's a little bit of a pushback wearing my trust hat, which is um, with everybody stampeding to the cloud, there's that concern about actually, is there an, a direct benefit in all cases? Do I lose control over what we're doing in terms of our data? I don't think it always works for every solution. I'm yeah. maybe you're hearing that as well. Yeah, 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 of course. Obviously, again, I guess the same with a no one size fits all approach to education. There's yeah. no one size fits all approach to a solution. I guess it depends on how it can be tailored to meet the needs of uh, specific schools. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and I think the other big one, which is always about, is you know, we're talking EdTech. Russell, we've been talking about it earlier, and it'll be the topic throughout the week. I think everyone's got a different perception of what they see as EdTech and their challenges. Yeah. We've done our digital strategy guide focusing very much about the starting point. What about from, from education technologies point of view? Are there any particular focuses or biggest issues you'd consider? Uh, many institutions looking to streamline processes and um, adopt a cloud-based infrastructure. Um, I think there's also, yeah, definitely greater level concern, as you were saying, things like GDPR and data privacy, especially uh, with you know, the high profile cases we've seen over recently, the last year especially, I guess. Uh, I think education providers are on a mission to kind of ensure that um, data and security and th uh, their sol cloud solutions are as safe as they can be. I know. I, I want to lose track of the passion, though, that educators still need to bring. I, you, you touched on evidence there as well. I, I, I'm still hearing this nasty little niggling sound that I, I still hear from colleagues there where they're, they're almost demanding this, you know, we can't embrace this. And I wonder whether that's just an excuse from colleagues who are just a little less confident than they should be. Yeah, I think a lot of it is about um, the training and support that teachers have. That's why there's a lot of resistance to... Um, new tech. I don't necessarily, when you look at the stats, teachers know and agree and acknowledge that 
these texts um, really improve the classroom in multiple ways, whether it's you know from behavior to, again, personalizing learning and things like that, but kind of more resistance I think because they don't necessarily have the level of support needed to get the best out of that technology. Um, so yeah, I think that's, going back to the well-being thing, which of course is a big theme of um, BET this year. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, oh, no, sorry. I think that's good, no, it does, perfectly. I think exactly the same, and I think one of the first trends we say yeah. that resonates exactly what's being shared there is, when schools are looking to implement EdTech, often the biggest part of their budget should be for training. Yeah, and for yeah, actually exactly. getting staff to, to to get the most out of it, not just for an hour at the beginning, but that ongoing benefit. Ongoing, so, I think that's a key thing for yeah. sure. For an hour at the end, which is well, also how it's so commonly delivered. Absolutely, but yeah. it, the, the same themes are resonating, which is really reassuring. And when we hear that kind of voice, and I hear that certainly from education technology, that kind of reassures us that we're on the right page and yeah. we're definitely you know, looking at brilliant, the right challenges. Brilliant. So Jenna, if folks want to subscribe to this brilliant magazine that's covering all this kind of, where do, where do we go to? Where, how, do, how do we get in contact with you? How, what's the mechanism here? Sure thing. So if you can go to educationtechnology.co.uk. Um, my email address is jenna.ash at wildfirecoms.co.uk. And you can reach out to me, but there's also all, all of our, um, our team's email and contact details are there directly on the homepage. Um, but yeah, if you had to just head to the website and you can subscribe and you can subscribe to the print issue as well as obviously keep up to date with our daily news. Um, there's also good things going on and also catch up on all the event info. Brilliant. And just a final one from me I was going to ask was post bet, how will we be able to access some of the um, the you know the highlights that you've picked up or are reporting on from the show? Sure, I'm hoping, uh, depending on how, I've got quite a packed schedule today, of course, I'm sure you guys have too. <laughs> so I'm hoping that if I can uh, squeeze out some time in the press room, I've got um, one of our great reporters, James Higgins, back in um, Education Technology HQ, who can hopefully be on the ground there for me. I'm on the ground here, he's there, gonna kind of hopefully write some stuff up for me, but within, I'll be back on the, in the office on Friday and I'll be kind of writing up some stuff then. Mm. Um, and yeah, I guess after, once bet's over, after um, Saturday's all done with, we'll be rounding up the event with some, some good stuff. That on considered view is always welcome and appreciated because we're kind of in the moment <laughs> and don't have the time to have that kind of reflective. Yeah. One, one tries one's best, which is really good. <laughs> uh, Jenna, it's been absolutely fabulous chatting to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Chatting there live with Jenna Ash, who is the editor. Thank you so much. That was an enlightening moment for me, I have to say. <laughs> always nice to speak to the editor uh, for Education Technology Magazine. Thanks so much for joining Thank us. Thank you so much for having me. Rev up your red tech impact with NetSupport's award-winning solutions. Now, Jenna has a voice that just reminds me of someone. I just can't quite place that person right now, but it just sounds so familiar, I have to say. Quite recently is when I've heard that as well. It wasn't Jenna, it was um, her voice, quite identical to something else. Anyway, uh, still loads to come on the show. Um, I wanted to just take a moment and tell you about the new zones uh, here at BET 2020. Um, they have changed the visitor journey. I do love a journey change, which is really good. So many exhibitors at BET, they have been listening to you the visitor and the visitor has have spoken reassuredly they have told bet that what they want is to group like with like so we now have the learning tech zone we also have a teaching tech zone equipment and hardware zone a global showcase zone management solution zone that's the zone we're currently in and of course education show at bet six brand new zones they've kind of grouped like with like and they're very interesting fashion 
I think the jury's still out as far as we're concerned as exhibitors as to whether that has had the impact here. Um, it th I think my first impression is that the visitor traffic through has been more consistent throughout the day. Um, and I think that has maybe had something to do with how they've kind of grouped people. But it is very interesting because in amongst this block are all of our competitors, which is just a little bit weird, uh, I have to say. Uh, rather, they were at the other end of the hall, as we would all uh, uh, really appreciate. But uh, it's a little odd as well. I thought it's really good. I've got some amusing traffic news and anecdotal e uh, messages to share with you. Uh, there's a lovely Facebook post here. I need to find this again. Oh, gosh. Ah, oh, here we are. Simon Finch. I do enjoy Joy Simon Finch. He's a good friend of the station and is a great interview in my SoundCloud site and at entire, sorry, Russell Prue. Go to soundcloud.com forward slash Russell Prue and find this. This is good. Simon Finch, we're talking, putting the world to rights as far as manners and behaviour and social media and the trends that are being set. So he and I spoke for a good hour and a bit and that podcast is up and also available on Spotify. Just search for Simon Finch on Spotify and find me. That would be really good. So Simon's just posted this is really good so this is a this is someone's post just a few hours ago so uh, when I was a wee a girl this guy asked me out I didn't hear from him on the day till he texted me and said sorry and that his bat had died so I got him a condolence card and a present and took it to the date uh, and said I like I'm really sorry about your pet bat and he was like uh, I meant my phone battery well I think that's really funny except it's the spelling of condolence it's correct and so i don't think that was sent by anyone because that's not an easy word uh, to find so it just doesn't kind of um, doesn't ring true there as well we've got some traffic news for you as well i don't have a traffic news jingle but i could find one if we wanted to some music traffic a truckload of vix vapor rub has overturned on the m1 junction 15 in northamptonshire this afternoon please say they're not expecting any congestion in the uh, area for the next eight hours isn't that good i should have a, a one of these really for that I just love that. And who says jokes don't work? It's just amazing. Uh, we're having an absolute fantastic time. It's eight minutes to five. Still some music uh, to come and some great conversations. Lucy Markovic, she is head of PSHE. We are talking sex education from Discovery Education. That is coming up next. And I must warn you that that interview contains phrases and content that some of you might find interesting. Uh, I hope you do as well because there's some new statutory guidance. We are talking. This is a no-holds-barred discussion. Uh, there are lots of mentions of stuff in there that some of you might go, oh, my goodness, uh, now's the time to find. <laughs> no, come after the music. You'll be absolutely fine um, to that as well. But, you know, it does have a really interesting topic, and that's the beauty of our presence here as well. We're looking underneath those rocks and having good, detailed conversation with folk that wouldn't normally get an audience there. Music is up next. I'm torn between Mike Oldfield and Harry I think Mike Oldfield has one. Here's some lovely music. Takes me back a bit as well. This is from Tubular Bells Day. I just love it. Moonlight Shadow. That's what I've got a slow fade. That's always good. Always good. Love one of those. Really School, a new way to capture, record and share students' learning experiences. You're listening to Net Support Radio with Russell Prue, Broadcasting on the Anderson Tiger Radio Network.
is that interview with Lucy Markovich, PSHE Sex Education and Relationship uh, Consultant for Discovery Education. We're talking about new statutory guidance, which comes into force this September. It's really, really good conversation. You're going to love this as well. Keep those messages coming. Thank you so much indeed. Bill has absolutely, this is Bill Gibbon, has absolutely confirmed he will be with us for Saturday's show. So thank you so much indeed, Bill. It'll be really good to have a conversation with you, an informed and enlightened conversation on Saturday. I look forward to it. It's typically a very quiet day and it is hard work uh, to get interviews with uh, folks in here because there's so few of them. But I really look forward to our conversation. We can reminisce until the cows come home. It'd be really good. That's something to look forward to on Saturday's 3pm show. Although we shall not be here at 3. Well, we will still be here, but we won't be engaged in the act of broadcasting a live radio. We will auto-schedule our show at 3 with pre-recorded content, time check and top-of-the-hour news as you've been enjoying this afternoon. I have just looked at the clock and thought, A up, we'd like the five o'clock news and I'm going to deliver that for you uh, uh, so you can actually do that. Just had a text message here as well. Um, <laughs> someone really pleased that I didn't play Harry Styles, really. That's a word I can't use on the radio. Uh, great share. Only caught the last hour or so. Uh, be at bet on Saturday. Well, thank you so much indeed, whoever you are. And thank you so much for that word. There are lots of asterisks in there as well. Uh, someone's pleased we didn't play Harry Styles. I'm sorry, I'm, I may still play him as well. It's a good song, I have to say. The hair is so much better. And it's a really good song as well. I want to bring you the news headlines because things have probably changed. We'll do a full uh, headlines bulletin at five in just a minute or so as well. We've definitely got Bill. He's absolutely confirmed that. Very, very pleased. Uh, still loads to come. I, I'll wait until play uh, play Lucy after the five o'clock news. We could go early to the news, honestly. Who minds? Really, you know, what? what is this if you're not in charge of the radio? Let's go early to the news. Slightly earlier than advertised, one minute to five, here is the five o'clock news. We like to bring stuff to you ahead of schedule. Enjoy the news bulletin. Online, across the world, this is Net Support Radio, broadcasting live at BET 2020. Time now to join our newsroom for a full roundup of today's news. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Benji Hire. Chinese officials fear the deadly coronavirus could mutate and spread further. Nine people have died from the respiratory virus and almost 500 others in China have been infected. Many more are under medical watch. There are estimated to have been about 4,000 cases of the virus since the outbreak began. It's also reached Thailand, Taiwan and South Korea. The US has recorded its first case as well in Washington state. Dave Ross from Seattle says the man had recently flown home from the city of Wuhan. He had, I guess, the symptoms of a cold, didn't feel too bad on the plane, but then a few days later, he started to feel really bad, went to his doctor because he'd been reading about this uh, virus, and uh, the doctor did some tests and said, yeah, this is coronavirus, so he came forward. They're trying to figure out who he may have come in contact with, and he's being very cooperative about that. More than 400 schools were closed in Bangkok on Wednesday, giving almost 300,000 students the day off as the government there seeks to come to grips with the smog crisis. With the latest from the Thai capital, here's Daniel Quinlan. Thailand's Prime Minister Prayut Chanacha says he will consider a total ban on personal vehicles if the air quality doesn't improve. Both he and the government have come in for criticism from the public over their lack of response to the ongoing crisis. In the past, the Prime Minister said it was difficult to enforce laws aimed at curbing pollution and blamed the public for the poor air quality. 
Burning off land by farmers is a major cause of the smog at this time of year as they prepare their fields for planting. Vehicle emissions and industry have also contributed to the problem. And Britain will go ahead with a digital sales tax despite pressure from Washington to hold fire. The country's finance minister has announced that although he'd like an international solution, the UK will nonetheless press on with levying the tax in the meantime. It would apply to search engines, online marketplaces and social media companies. The American government, however, believes it unfairly targets US technology giants. Stuart Smith reports. A 2% digital sales tax due to be implemented in April will be levied, despite US and OECD opposition. During a panel discussion at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, the UK Chancellor Sajid Javid said the tax was proportionate. But the US Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says it's discriminatory and arbitrary, suggesting the US could respond by arbitrarily putting taxes on car companies. Many EU and OECD countries want a digital sales tax because taxes on revenue generated through online advertising goes where the tech company is based, not the country where the online activity happens. The change would boost UK tax revenues by 650 million US dollars a year. But the OECD wants national governments to wait so a multilateral solution can be found. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. You are listening to Net Support Radio, the home of the award-winning Net Support DNA Suite. Listeners, with new topic guidelines coming into force at the end of this year, there is never a better time to talk about sex, education and relationships. And I am lucky to have live with me in the studio, Lucy Markovic. Did I get that right? You did. Excellent. You're so kind. PSHE consultant for and series editor, no less, I have to say, for Discovery Education, who uh, listeners will know. They're no stranger to our radio show and produce some most superb resources as well. Lucy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. What are the challenges for practitioners? Well, the challenges really are for primary teachers who don't feel necessarily confident or trained or just able to know what what they need to teach in relationships education. Um, the kind of vocabulary they need to use, the the way they might answer tricky questions that children might ask. Sure. So it's really about building their confidence. And has that vocabulary changed since we were last trained? It hasn't changed it as such. It's more that um, teachers have an awareness really of what the vocabulary they should be using should be to help safeguard children, to help children talk about their own bodies, keep their own bodies safe. Um, understand their own bodies and understand relationships and and so it's more that the the vocabulary has moved on it's got broader it's got more specific perhaps and and teachers just need a bit of help in in knowing what they need to be talking about good and i noticed uh, just yesterday schools in wales will now make this a compulsory subject Absolutely. Uh, and that's a major step forward yeah, because really um for whatever reason and there are lots of reasons we know uh, parents feel confident and competent to be able to take their their kids out of this and that is an essential 
they're missing an essential element of our social uh, upbringing, our interactive skills, the whole way we move, we develop as a human being. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, parents will not be allowed to withdraw their children from relationships education per se, but they will have the right to ah. withdraw children from any elements of sex education. Okay, wasn't aware of that. So, okay. and have we distinguished the two, the two? Is there a clear? Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely clear that that, um, for example, within the Discovery Education Resource, we do have a lesson in Year Six about reproduction, sure. and that's a non-statutory part of the guidelines. Okay. But anything which is part of the Relationships and Health Education DFE guidelines is statutory, and parents won't have the right to withdraw their children from that. And I think you're absolutely right. It's really essential that children understand how to manage healthy relationships, how to get on with people, how to communicate. Um, you know what different families look like etc etc and it is an essential part of growing up absolutely and that landscape has changed there is no doubt about that absolutely yeah and with all the pressures that online brings children needing to learn to keep themselves safe online understand how to communicate online you know for them the off the online world is as real as the offline world and they need to know how to to cope within that world as well and i wonder whether that's still one of the challenges for educators is that that difference between how we grew up and how young folks are growing up with the uh, the spotlight of social media shining so penetratingly on their on their world it's it's almost uh, un unbearable for yeah, some people absolutely yeah i mean all the pressure that it brings in relation to body image in relation to identity um in relation in, in relation to perceptions of other people etc etc it's a whole other level of, of of stuff that we just didn't have growing up and we can't fully appreciate really i know yeah and i'm, I'm completely uh, on the page on that and that's why i focused on radio because you know you can get very uh, very vulnerable uh, young folks and we can develop their confidence in the studio here without the knowledge of them being seen because it's just their voice they're engaging with so I'm, I'm absolutely on the page of that just share some uh, a flavor of the resources what can folks expect to find in the discovery education portfolio on this topic what, what, what have you got so the I think the really fantastic thing about this resource is that it covers the whole of the health education and relationships education guidelines that the DfE have put out which will be such from September 2020 mm. so if schools buy into it they have everything really Brilliant. they have they've got the whole guidelines covered um, it looks at six broad topics and the topics look at things like families at building relationships at caring and responsibility um, about how how we grow as human beings um, and it, it within each one of those topics there are lessons for every single year group there's a progressive curriculum so that if you start this curriculum in year one in, in a particular topic, you progress right through to year six where you're building on your learning, you're building on your understanding, Brilliant. you're focusing on similar things but at an age-appropriate level. Um, and the resource also offers some really fantastic videos in my opinion. <laughs> they they really are great because they're, they're child-led. We have two really fantastic child presenters nice. and we also have animation at key stage one and it's really about these children delivering the curriculum to the children that love they're it. teaching love it absolutely love it i've long since said that young folks should be the carrier of the message i think that things just get hit home so much more uh, uh favorably when as a young person saying absolutely stunning really good can i just uh, just draw you on that topic there how much of a 
topic leader responsible in, in school do I need to be to deliver this? Have you aimed this at non-specialists for we this topic? Ha- we have, and there's a lot of guidance around the topics as well. So, for example, there's guidance on how to deliver the work safely, how to make sure that you've got a, a respectful environment within the classroom to deliver Perfect. what can be quite sensitive topics. We've got guidance around answering tricky questions and how you deal with tricky sure. questions. So you can be a specialist in this and you can kind of roll it out within your school Good. or you could be an, a new NQT, for example, coming to this cold nice. and all the information that you need to deliver it is I there. I think we can definitely agree it's a difficult topic for lots Absolutely. of colleagues and for yeah. the non-specialist who's not practised in delivering this topic, it could be quite a daunting task. I'm delighted to hear that as well. Where can folks find out more about the topic if they're not already aware of it so they if they look at um, discoveryeducation.co.uk slash pshe they can get more information about the resource but they can also sign up to get more information and the i mean the resource is being rolled out now so they can sign up for the first topics to deliver in schools as soon as they want to nice ahead of the statutory guidelines i I like that there will be some colleagues that will enjoy that Uh, chatting live there with the fabulous lucy markovich thank you so much indeed editor in chief absolutely love that title i'm so getting myself one of those bshe consultant for discovery education lucy thanks so much for joining us it's been a real pleasure thank you you're listening to net support radio the official broadcaster for bet 2020 this station is now the ultimate power in the universe Powered by the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network. Hello, and that was good. Thank you so much indeed, Lucy. Really enjoyed that conversation. Sorry, just having to clear my throat there. Um, uh, it is exactly 10 minutes past five. You're listening to me, Russell Prue, live across the network. And it's really good to have your company with us uh, today. We are on until six today. Still some more great stuff to come. I caught up with a really cat. I just love her. That's her Twitter name as well. Uh, really cat. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Gary a little earlier. And they're talking about really, uh, really score. A brilliant, brilliant product from Net Support Software. Really good as well. Hey, hi, my name is Kat Couchy and I am the product manager of Really School, and that's what we're going to be talking about now. Hi, and I'm Gary Perkins, and I'm working with Kat as an independent advisor. Welcome both. It's really good to have you on Net Support Radio. Kat, how's it been so far for you? It's been great. We've had some really great interest already. People really liking Really School, saying how simple and easy it is to use, that it ticks lots of boxes, and it will be really useful for them in the classroom. Brilliant. Now, Gary's played a very exciting role in the product. Just let listeners know a little bit about that, can you? Yeah, so I've I've been working with NetSupport now since April. Uh, First developments, really, in terms of leadership reports. Uh, It's really important that this product is useful for both teachers and school leaders. And we take that all the way through from subject leaders to key stage leaders, deputies, heads, and all the way up to MAT trust boards, governing bodies. So the, the product itself is useful from, uh, for, from everybody's perspective. Just refresh my drink about your um, fabulous background. What, what brings you to the party? So I have been involved in education all of my adult life, from classic, the classic career route, if you like, through uh, class teaching into phase leadership, deputy headship, headship of three schools, local authority advisor, Ofsted inspector, uh, ended up as assistant director for education in a local authority, and now I work for myself as an independent advisor. I wasn't expecting all of that. Thank you so much, Amy. <laughs> I'd say qualified, and if I had a rubber stamp, I'd be stamping <laughs> approved on it. It is always good. I mean, often they go, 
oh yes, I was, I'm nothing to play down this, but you know, I've been in the classroom for six months and I'm going, yeah? <laughs> fabulous, absolutely fabulous. Uh, uh, Kat, what did Gary bring? What's he brought to the... Um, so it's just been really useful having Gary on the board from kind of that perspective from working for the local authority and Ofsted and all those kind of bodies to have kind of fresh eyes looking at the data in a different way and thinking about how schools need to present that. So that's just been really useful for us to take it to that leadership perspective as well. And that is good. And I noticed that you're up for a BET award, one of the finalists. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. in your category I'm just uh, flipping the pages over here just to see um, uh, where you are but well done indeed that's a, an amazing uh, plus for you as well how excited are you about that oh very excited I can't wait to kind of get us all glammed up ready to go It'll be a fun night and fingers crossed that we win even if not there are some amazing entries this year so we're really lucky to have been picked and we're very pleased about that well, go really school yeah absolutely I mean, really good I mean I was just flicking through that in fact we were nominated last year as well so second year in a row so maybe this will be the year we get the award you never know wouldn't that be good as well I'm just looking do you know that what award I believe it is classroom aids for learning teaching and assessment it is indeed I found yes. my page here as well I'm just I looking remembered. through classroom <laughs> you're absolutely for leaning so excellent look it's, it's highlighted there so I've done the prep but just couldn't find the just page find it, in exactly. time as well there well I think you're in uh, in good company there as well um good luck the very Thank best you. of luck as well winning it what would it mean it would just mean um, even more recognition for all the hard work that our team has done. I mean, there's been so much development, especially in the last year. Really, school has grown so much, and it would be really nice to have that recognised and be able to thank the team for everything they've done. And it just get the word out to more schools as well to start using it and start making that impact in their classrooms. Russell, do you know what I think is really important in terms of that award is that this product puts the child at the centre. And there are many, many products of, of this type which don't do what we do because they put the teacher at the centre rather than the child. So I think we need to recognise the, the, the massive amount of work that CAT's put into play and also the fact that the development is from the child upwards and the child is the starting point. I'm really pleased you mentioned that and thank you so much for that and, and those of us that are we're just banding in a really school really school but there will be listeners that don't know what that is just Absolutely. again bring me up to date here what what is this environment so really school is a really kind of multifunctional tool for schools it's all cloud-based it's very easy to use and it's for kind of capturing that student learning assessment communicating with parents, teachers can monitor progress and attainment, all just using a few clicks here and there and it's all there for you, pre-generated reports, everything. So the idea is that this will save a lot of time, it's already saving teachers two hours each day because they're streamlining their daily tasks, they're assessing on the go, they're capturing on the go, they're not bringing work home with them, there's no need, it's all there for them. And then at the leadership level, they can then look and see how everyone's doing across the school, compare that to national. Um, and then, yeah, really link in those parents and get them more involved and engaged in their child's learning, which is really important. And you'd originally and initially aimed this at primary schools, but that, that's developing, isn't it? It is, yeah, absolutely. We now have um, components for nurseries and we've even got interest from secondary schools, so that's something that would be really interesting to explore in the future as well. And, and, and as Gary said, I, I think something that is... Um, uh, pupil focused and not educator focused and it's about their attainment and not the the box ticking world that we seem to have inherited but then I, I think we're almost to blame for that ourselves because we've allowed it to happen haven't we, we? we have allowed it to happen and, and 
I don't see that central focus from national government going away. But this is a way of dealing with that by allowing teachers to click a button rather than have to record something manually and therefore they'll be able to concentrate on what's really important which is the children's learning. And being able to spot those gaps in their learning will better enable them to plan for those children and give them the next steps they need. Amen to that, perfect. Good to have you both, thank you so much. Thank you. And how has Bet been so far for you? Good fun, yeah, I've really enjoyed talking to people. It's always nice to meet new people at BET and get feedback there and then on your product. It's Much interest um, in the product? Much yeah, absolutely. Excellent, excellent. Well, yeah, we've been very busy. We have. That's what I was looking for. I'm really pleased <laughs> that. And if you, you just head over to the stand, they have their own booth. You can get a live demonstration of it as well. And if folks can't get here, where should they go for information to find out more? So if you want to find out more, you can head to our website, www.reallyschool.com. We're also on Twitter, ReallySchoolUK, or you can follow me, ReallySchoolK, as well. Just brilliant. Both of you, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Really School, a new way to capture, record and share students' learning experiences. You're listening to Net Support Radio with Russell Prue, broadcasting on the Anderson Tiger Radio Network. Russell Prue. Hey guys, I'm Demi Lovato. I'm Jason Derulo. I'm Emily Goldie. You're listening to Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster for Bet 2020, powered by the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network. Russell Prue, bringing you all the news and chat from the show floor. Russell Prue, let's start the party. Banging tunes that hit the spot. Russell Prue, you're listening to Net Support Radio. And the time's just coming up to 18 minutes past five. Still loads to come on today's fabulous, brilliant live radio show. Um, Thank you so much indeed, uh, Kat and Gary. Really enjoyed that. Time for some music now. The current number one is the fabulous Stormzy Ed Balls claims him as his very best friend. I love this track. Strangely compelling, I have to say. Amazing. Wasn't my first impression, I have to say, but the more you listen to that, the more you like it, I have to say. It was really good. Current number one in the UK, well deserved, Stormzy. I, you'll probably have to say that in a certain way, uh, with uh, featuring Burner Boy. Um, I don't quite what should own it, it's called. That's on diction's not brilliant in there but own it uh one possesses own it which is a really good as well thanks so much indeed for that still to come will few and we are chatting internet watch foundation uh with another sticky topic i have to say but i hope you take it with the intent that was meant for it and we just kind of want to uh look in greater detail at this very important topic topic uh, and to what's going on as well so will few is up next do not go anywhere we've got a Still loads more great music still to come keep those twi- those texts those tweets and those facebook remarks coming to us i'd love a mention i do love a mention uh, james betts and lucinda tuliet hello gentlemen and ladies uh, really good and i'm also confirmed uh, bob, Har- bob harrison we'll be chatting to him as well lovely i want to talk to him about his sec ed uh, uh, article it was a really good one for us in there as well i thought al um, and folks talking about our radio channel as well some nice mentions in there which is really good um twitter is just almost dominated today uh, by this brilliant event uh, the bet show here in london where well, it's not bad actually it's a bit chilly this morning coming up just looking at the weather here on my thing there it's seven degrees celsius here in london with a light wind uh, we can expect some a frost again this morning it just makes the walk across a bit 
chilly um, as you park out and then just kind of walk across uh, to the halls in the morning, uh, which I do, which is uh, really good. Uh, just scanning across the news there, lots of people talking about the really sad news, I have to say, about Monty Python star Terry Jones. Uh, but some great tributes coming in. That's a good measure as well. It'll be sadly missed there as well. Uh, let's see what the BBC do about that tonight. There may be some programme changes as they reschedule some of the sketches. I know some great sketches I'll be looking for the argument sketch. Uh, one of my favourite all-time sketches. Um, uh, you just have to look at, look that up on YouTube. It's really good. Uh, and some other stuff as well. I'm just thinking about the parrot. <laughs> it's, it's great stuff. Just amazing. Where's that, where's that stuff now? Where is it now? Who's coming through now with this kind of stuff? Mm, yes. Very interesting. Uh, Will Few is up next. Do not go anywhere. Some more music. Keep those texts, those tweets, those mentions coming in. This is Net Support Radio. Live from the Bet Show 2020. Still loads more to come. You're listening to Russell Prue, broadcasting on the Anderson Tiger Radio Network. I don't understand what's going on here. Listeners, always welcome, always welcome is this next gentleman, I have to say. It's an annual catch-up, a festival of information. With me live in the studio, I'm joined by Will Few, who is a seriously big cheese, almost a cannon there, I have to say, <laughs> at the Internet Watch Foundation, or IWF, in the common parlance as well. Will, welcome to the show. And Russell, thank, you, so thank much. you very much. It's a pleasure, matey. I like to check my compass with you, see what's happening. Um, uh, where we are, have things improved, or do we still have the same challenges? I pretty much know the answer to all of those questions. And yeah, uh, an interview trainer, so. you should never ask a question that you haven't already got the answer to. But I'd like to hear it from your lips, which is just interesting. And then perhaps we can just talk a little bit about the challenges uh, for us, because from where I'm standing right now, not much has changed. Sure. If anything, stuff has got worse. Um, uh, things have been allowed to develop. Uh, parents almost know nothing about what their children, um, that they have legal responsibility, let's get away from this, are doing with the technology up in their bedroom, and we're not heading in a good direction. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, well, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's it, a very negative picture, I suppose, but it's, it's, it's one that I suppose, you know, we all definitely need to be aware of. Um, every, every member of society should be aware of this. It's, it, it's a problem that afflicts the whole of society and it, it's a real real stain on the internet which of course can be such a force for good um, so yeah you know the stats the stats have gone up um, we've just released our 2019 stats which is that we removed 132,700 URLs from the internet which all had confirmed child sexual abuse material um, on them now that could range from one photo on them to thousands of photos and videos on them as well so that's a that's an increase it's a 26% increase on 2018 so you know it's um well of course we try and see the positive that that's that's 132,000 URLs completely off the internet that that is helping the victims um, from being re-victimized um, but obviously you know it does it, it, it is a, it is a problem um, we've always known it's a problem and as you say at the moment, it's um, it's not one that's sort of going going away anytime soon. So that's really really always always the point of the catch up is is you know to be aware, everyone to be aware, um, know the job that we can do. Um, if you do stumble across child sexual abuse material, if you're concerned about anything, 
please do report it directly to us. Um, and please also, you know, um, please also just, I suppose, yeah, be aware of the risks and, and the safety online. Of course, it's a very a, a, a topic that's dear to the heart of my client here yeah, at, sure, at NetSupport because we're, they are in the business of, of safeguarding absolutely. young folks and, and produce filtering and reporting and all the rest of it. But, uh, of course, kids don't just always access the content inside school. They are outside at home. And um, I remember many years ago, and I've recanted this conversation a number of times, when we tried to sell home filtering to the home education market, not interested right. for a whole range of reasons. Yeah, sure. That I'm not going to go into right now. Just we kind of stumbled into this conversation. Let's just refresh our our our, uh, our conversation here. Um, tell the listeners what you're responsible for, what your organisation does. Sure. So we help victims of child sexual abuse uh, by finding, uh, locating, and removing those images and those videos of their abuse from the internet uh, for good. That's that that's our remit. That's our goal to stop child sexual abuse material online. Um, now we get our reports in two ways. Firstly, and this is, the, this is the key one for the public to know, is that anyone can report to us directly to us and completely anonymously if you're concerned, or you can also leave um, your contacts if you'd like some feedback as well. That's the, the key thing. Um, and we're also one of the only organizations in the world outside law enforcement that are able to proactively search the internet for child sexual abuse content. And that's, as a memorandum of understanding, a, a particular agreement we have um, with law enforcement and with government. So, um, you know, we are a very trusted organisation. It's always about just sort of getting, getting the word out, making sure that everyone knows about us. Stumble across anything you're concerned about, report it directly to us. So, yeah, our URL is IWF. .org.uk. Absolutely, and I'm a big fan. And not to take Thanks anything away, you yeah, are making you. enormous progress as well. Um, I just have some questions uh, sure, from my travels of the year. Um, who gets prosecuted here? So um, these are illegal images um, in a number of countries. Not a lot of it's hosted in this country. We've discussed that on many occasions before. It's hosted elsewhere, but the internet knows no uh, yes. boundaries or country um, um, uh, demarcations. Who's getting prosecuted? Are we prosecuting folk here? Well, uh, are you involved I'm so, I'm so, in that? I suppose so, yeah. A little hesitant to ask that. We, we just deal with the removal of, um, yeah. of removal of content. We think the prosecution, that side of it, is very much for law enforcement. So we don't get too involved in it. Obviously, if the police um, have any, like, any, want any evidence um, from us, we will obviously uh, provide okay, that's that. Good to hear. Was a URL live at this date, so and so. Yeah. Um, that's obviously something we'll provide. We tend to, we don't usually, we don't get involved in prosecutions our side. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's very much sort of focused okay. on the victims, making sure that the content of their abuse is removed. I want to see some prosecutions. Yeah. I, I want to see, agreed. the British yeah, public want to see, you know, com company X or individual Y, whatever it is, uh, prosecuted, what, bang, ding, here's the fine. If there's a custodial sentence, all the, all the better right. for it. But okay. I want to see some action here. I mean, I just, you know, it's just like whack-a-mole. I feel you're playing, you know, whack one problem down, pops up somewhere else. Else. You know, we whack, we kick, take that down, pops up somewhere else. There seems to be this. I mean, ed education is the only fixer for this. I, I feel really, and I think we both share that view. And I'm delighted by some of the, the trends that are happening. We've got some good new guidelines coming out, mm, statutory absolutely. guidelines in September, which will hopefully empower young folks to to kind of uh, understand the relationship types and that you know this kind of stuff is because, because this is this is 
being generated by a process of grooming, isn't it? This is this is not. I want to talk about self-generated content in a minute because I think that's very interesting. Mm. But but mm. also want to. This is stuff that's being uh, obtained by the process of grooming. Um, Predominantly, often often it can be. Um, okay. That's absolutely the way. Um, you know, unfortunately, there's there's lots of different ways it, it can happen, which is um, which is always horrible to hear the sort of a bit more the in-depth stories sure. um, that, that's definitely the sort of more uh, disturbing and, and troubling side of okay. the job that we not, do not one to shy away too much from agreed, this because uh, we're just not getting the level of conversation that this topic deserves in mainstream media and that's why right. we have a yeah. dedicated internet radio channel talk to me some more about self-generated content so I'm, so, I'm very sure. interested in it. has that come from the kind of sexting world where young folks are distributing which is of course are still an illegal activity either images of themselves in the hope to get a relationship with someone else almost you know setting out their stall this is what you could have uh, if we engage in a relationship I understand there's an increase in that kind of activity has that moved on to the internet so I mean one thing yeah it's, it's a big increase we've seen the, the sort of self-generated child sexual abuse um, content it's, it's not a great phrase but it, it is the used one um, where that is um, the child is 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 sort of making the uh, the content as it were often under coercion right. um, from an abuser from a groomer um, it's it's a trend we've sort of seen since 2012 uh, it's only grown since then last year it was about a third um, of all our reports uh, were of a self-generated nature now this is the particular concerning thing because what we often see is that it, it it's in a home environment it's in a bedroom it's in a it's in a bathroom it's you know where a child should be um, should feel their absolute safest it's it's uh, I suppose it's a horrible thing in that knowing that you know a smartphone a laptop it's, it's got that tiny little camera in it so child's in the safest environment it's that tiny little camera that can lead you know has access to, to the internet to the whole wide world you know it, it can cause an awful lot of um, an awful lot of abuse which is a real real shame what we're seeing a lot of it as I said is that is that people are coerced into it from the abuser the other side so they might pretend that they're a child um, the child's own age um, that they're a friend um, and it slowly sort of builds up that trust that the child thinks it has grows um, and unfortunately, that's that's often what we what we see, which is um, which is horrible. The majority of those reports, um, the self-generated reports, are of girls, are of age 11 to 13. So that's that's the sort of majority of what we see with the self-generated content. Education has to be the key. We can't protect the kids online. They will find a way, won't they? That's exactly just right. to kind of do this. We have to kind of you know educate them some way. Thank goodness for Safer Internet Day, Tuesday the 11th of February yes. this year. Fabulous day. You're always involved. What are you doing to celebrate it this year? Well, we're, so we've got a, we've got a great event on at um, BT, um, which we're all, we're all really looking forward to. It's always about encouraging as many schools, as many organisations. Um, to get involved. I think at the last count it was close to 700 um, organisations. We're hoping that grows absolutely in the run-up to um, Safer Internet Day and it's it's really about just encouraging everyone to do you know as little or as much as they possibly can do you know often just just retweeting yeah. just a bit of social media presence really can make uh, a massive help to us um, and we've also been very impressed with some organisations that have put on some 
some very high scale things, which is which is great. Um, so we always encourage um, everyone to get involved in that. If you're not currently involved, please, please do get involved. Absolutely. In We're big, big fans and big supporters here as well. We do a Safer Internet Day radio show. Uh, listeners, you can just head across to saferinternet.org.uk. The sign-up details there as well. If you're a provider, you could register as a supporter, get your logo on the main page, and do something constructive to help our young folks. Thank goodness for the work that you do. Congratulations. You're making good progress. I'm just really sad that it's That's necessary, it. yeah, unfortunately, but at the moment it clearly does need to be. Will Few, thanks for joining us. Russell, thank you. Thanks very much. Net Support, the driving force behind School IT Solutions. Well, sadly, we're heading towards the end of our show now. It's 24 minutes to six, and I can't believe we've been on air for 160 minutes now. I hope you have felt those past with great significance and it hasn't been too much of a chore for you but thank you so much indeed for listening we started the show with a conversation with al uh, that we pre-recorded this morning he is here live with me in the studio how has the day been for you al it's been a really good start to the to the bet show um pretty much busy from the off wasn't it um yeah. lots of interesting conversations been a few peaks and troughs through the day um people heading off for a bit of sustenance been a real mixed flavour, both from local educators and an international twist, I think, throughout the day. Um, so I've been some really interesting conversations, but I think most importantly of all, everyone seemed pretty pretty happy and pretty motivated, which is lovely. I wanted to ask you about particularly the international. Traditionally, today is a very international feeling. I didn't think it was as internationally washed as the day would normally be. I mean, how, what's your take on it? I, I think that's quite astute. I mean, there's definitely been quite a few but I think yeah. compared to previous years yes. and you've got a better benchmark than most yeah. yeah it's been slightly less weighted in the international yes. flavour um, perhaps maybe with the zones we're seeing people come this area more for um, you know, focus more on educational content and management apps and maybe perhaps the international visitors have been to other here. areas I know. interesting yeah. are they are they looking to purchase that that kind of stuff i mean this is international stuff the stuff you do is international um we've toured the world together in different countries and and it's widely used across the planet so yeah i don't know why they wouldn't come here i mean maybe you know whiteboard is a whiteboard is a whiteboard is a whiteboard and maybe there there are there but perhaps I'm, they're all queuing up waiting for tomorrow wouldn't that be nice They've yeah. come for the hospitality, that, um, and it's Microsoft having a bit of a shindig this evening with free buses. How nice. Did you get an invitation to that now? Um, so how are you doing? <laughs> so bad as well. I You're so bad. You're so bad. Um, I saw you um, uh, being interviewed elsewhere today. Was that really good? Was that a good ex experience? I've had some, some interesting interviews. Obviously, none are as enlightening as the ones that I have kind. with your good self. You're too kind. But the truth of it is, um, I'm a sucker for a chat about anything that's education-focused and how we can um, impact on young people and experiences. And I quite like the conversations that aren't all explicitly about curriculum outcomes and a bit more about young people's experiences in school. Um, so we've had some good chats and the nice thing is we've had a few conversations and as you know Mark Anderson and I were presenting on our mm. digital strategy day mm. and it's lovely meeting people who are already on the journey you know it's never a one-way conversation you've already got people sharing their experiences it's lovely when people validate and say you know what that helped on the way but um, we're picking up ideas for the second edition of our digital strategy guide adding some extra layers to that um, so that's been really lovely and of course the beauty in education is people are up for sharing which um, is something that I find you know, really a positive aspect. 
and that is just absolutely amazing. Uh, as far as interaction on the stand and your brilliant, exciting layout, you mentioned the uh, theatre there. We've had quite a few presenters today. They've been very well received here. As well. It's always difficult giving a, a talk on a, a very busy uh, walkway mm. and kind of dragging folk off. Has that worked for you today? It's been good. I think, like everything, there are, there are different times of the day where people are more receptive to coming in, taking the weight off their feet and having a listen. And there are different topics that will resonate more with, with different visitors than others. Um, I think it aligns with something that we've had shared philosophy on about let's provide a platform for discussion, for people to share good ideas and um, those that are interested will come along. We've had lots of really good conversations on the stand. We're very lucky we've got a, a big team here from NetSport today. And um, yeah, I've been, I've been really uh, both impressed and also proud of the team. Brilliant. I'm really delighted. I think it's gone swimmingly well. I love the stand. It is uh, open, bright, informative. It's a nice signposting uh, technology with some signposting technology. Used it really beautifully. That's a really good space. And I've had some stunning conversations. I think probably the the best level I've had in many, many years here doing uh, the radio. Some really well, good I mean, conversations. Your, your content today has been jammed, hasn't it? There's it, some really good uh, mixed uh, content. We've spent a long time with the call out. Mm. Um, both uh, you and I tweeted and texting and in our preamble our, our five in five was a brilliant idea of yours on the net support radio platform some great content shared with some great ideas um, and I think we've we've promoted it really well this year rather well better I, than we have done before I think it's, it's gone very well but in the spirit of openness the five in five I have to give credit to Liz Berry and our marketing team oh really that she, wasn't, um, oh. she came up with the idea and pitched it to me so um, I, it would be wrong particularly she's almost certainly going to be listening in tonight for me to claim credit for that it's but that's all about the teamwork good. isn't it we it all is, come up with different yes, ideas it and we good. put it together yeah <laughs> it's really good liz good job as well <laughs> yeah, well done i've <laughs> gone with the claim really <laughs> i can't believe i'm sharing that now but there we go <laughs> really good anyway good luck with the next pay review there liz really good as well um and amazing i mean it's really good it's a lovely kind of bite-size um morsel at approach and i like that very much as well and yeah, um, what thought. else has worked well for you i think as, as always, you, you want a reason for people to come in and have a conversation. And, and I think the Digitrack guys have worked really well because it's not about us selling anything. It's about sharing best practice. I think you're right about an open stand. If, if you've got a, a relaxed, informal approach to people, it's not a, um, too intimidating as a, as a stand. And I think letting people just access the tech and share it's really good. Um, dare I say it, that our little piggy banks have been quite popular. I have to say, I don't think you've brought enough, really. No, I, we, we, have, we have emptied the farmyard of our little piggy banks. <laughs> um, and um, for those listening thinking, what on earth is he talking about? We have little piggy banks because, of course, our products are all about trying to save you time and money. Um, but we also thought they'd be quite funky on a desk. And in schools, it's always good with young children to start talking about money and savings and the meaning of things. Um, but they're also just fun. And yes, they've seemed to be extremely popular this year. You could use them as a swear bank as well. So every time you mention a specific word that's banned yeah. on our radio show, like we may have needed to order the larger model. <laughs> <laughs> every time you mention something or other to do with bet, you yeah. could drop a, uh, a small contribution in those. They're really nice. I think they are beautifully constructed and I think they'd look good on any young person's or uh, older person's uh, desk really Thank it's you. really nice it's a, a nice brand as well for me it's been a, a brilliant experience so loved this as well I've met some and caught up with some great we've had a, a a really good mix of guests today as well including yourself of course any highlights I know they've um, all been good anything that's really particular? good as well I think the conversation with Gary Spracklin was a good one the head of Prince of Wales school I, I learned today that he is his school is actually based on Dutchy land 
So okay. he was connection with the royal family, and we kind of enjoyed that uh, amusement. I hope you behave yourself. Oh, I didn't at all in any shape or form <laughs> as well, there we are. which is really good. But, you know, we should get yep. him along there. Uh, he doesn't currently have a radio station there, and we really do need to fix that uh, with him. We were just reminiscing about the uh, older, because he was uh, a member of staff there, a year five or year six teacher, if my memory serves me. And then he went elsewhere, became head, and then has come back as head teacher. He's so innovative, looking at another photograph with him, uh, just amazingly. Uh, the, the guy is just, uh, just such great innovative ideas, and they just keep going. So Mark and I chatted to him, and some great ideas in there as well. I think the Discovery Education, uh, sex education resources are particularly good, aimed at non-specialists, so I thought that was a mm. really good lesson to learn. I like that very much. Statutory guidance uh, coming out that parents can't take their kids out of those lessons. I think that's really good. And of course, you've just listened to Will Few, Internet Watch Foundation. Sticky yeah. subject, pretty tough going, but you know they're making good progress and they have some great they're, power. And they're a good crew, though. I mean, they, you know, at the end of the day, they're, they're they are very for, good. For they come into message. a lot of criticism from the press and ministers from time to time. Will just come down and go, oh, we need to do these kind of things. Well, it's a little trickier than that. And yeah. uh, and if anything, it's the ministers that have failed on the uh, the new statutory lines on uh, as far as pornography is concerned yeah. across the world. And so they've they've not been able to deliver what they want. And uh, we've kind of we've, we're left with what we were. As we both acknowledge we wouldn't fix the problem starting from where we are now. No, you don't want to start from here. No, this, but we are where we are and we have to move forward looking forward to tomorrow what's your highlight for tomorrow what can you tell us about oh, tomorrow goodness we have got a real mixture I, mean, I think I'm hoping to see more um, you know classroom practitioners coming around having those kind of conversations we've got some really good presenters tomorrow um, I have to keep scratching my head because we've got such a full um, schedule across the week that I know we've got Paul Tullock coming down talking mm. about his um, apps and apps and again, you know, really wise words. Don't try and be master of everything. Just try and master something that's got the best possible impact. Um, I think Adam Chase is tomorrow. Yes. Um, we've, we've got Ian Rocky on Friday, I think. Did you have? Uh, and his young people on Saturday going to be taking over your zone, which is going to be fantastic. Indeed, and Ian is here tomorrow because he's working with Henry's Go Bubble because he's a Go Bubble school as well. He is, absolutely. And, and he's had some great success Ian, there. just amazing. It'll be lovely to see you tomorrow. Yeah. This guy is everywhere, across yeah. everything. And so. Martin Bailey's coming down with his young people. Indeed, looking forward to that. And we've got EduFooty, which is a charity, uh, a mental health charity football match here on Saturday. We will absolutely. have match side coverage for that in the show. Are you going to be wearing a nice big sheepskin jacket? It's not going to happen. It's not going to no. happen. I'm not going. I'm sending <laughs> minions. Minions will be there. Bob Harrison will be on the show. He's discussing uh, his man. sec ed um, article because he wants to talk about your sec ed article was particularly good. I have to say. We've Thank you very much. Well. Thank you so much. I thought you did. Bob says it as it is, and I, I, I have a lot of time for some of his articles. You know, he's, he's clear and to the point. He, he doesn't dress it up in any no, way. No, he does doesn't. He? We're looking forward to that. He's a good friend of the show, and we've met him many, many times. Yeah. Um, we're looking forward to catching up with him, and we will have him on the show. Um, I'm trying to think some other things. Sugata Mitra is joining us. We are going to record a com. No, he's going to be live. He's worried about not being able to fit us into his schedule on Friday. He's a keynote speaker here. Yep. And uh, the good professor is going to join us from his hotel room, undisclosed location. Wow. I have his number already. And we're going to phone him live on tomorrow's show around this time, well, about 5.30. And that's good. Nice conversation yeah. with him because he's got good content. It's all about self-organized learning, kids doing it for themselves. Interested tomorrow to see if we get much more conversation. There's definitely been more conversation this year about data privacy. Yes. Now, I think we're all looking at the cloud in lots of different ways. And, and I think it's very healthy that people are, but it seems to be more at the forefront alongside 
well-being being the very strong strand. So it'll be interesting tomorrow to see speakers that you're talking to alongside visitors to the stand, how much that conversation develops as well. Good, so agree. No. Perhaps something we can revisit tomorrow afternoon. Indeed, and we shall steer folks into that area to see whether they are as compliant as they think they are and what, right. they might, what they might be able to do to correct those things. For the moment, thank you so much indeed. Have yourself a very nice and great evening. Thank you, I sir. will catch up with you tomorrow, if we may. I'm going to play a music track now, but for the moment, Al Kingsley, thank you so much indeed for joining us. Thanks, Russell. Excellent. We're trying to get the lovely Dan Kingsley on the show, bit of a family affair here as well perhaps marcus uh, might be available as well also a kingsley and we'll try and urge them to coalesce on our radio show during this week uh, time for our last music track 12 minutes to six these are the last closing minutes of net support radio here at bet 2020 it's been an absolute blast i'm going to finish with some jamie cullum i love this featuring gregory porter Love this. This is the finish the show kind of music track. Enjoy. Don't let it be misunderstood. Thanks, Gregory Porter and the brilliant Jamie Cullen. Just love that. Aren't they good together? It's brilliant. Well, that's it. That's your lot for today. Thank you so much indeed uh, for joining us. It's nine minutes to six. Time to start saving this recording and getting it up on the website. We'll be doing that for the next short while. You can expect to catch this again on our app and our player. And colleagues are busy at work back at the Net Support HQ. And we'll get that up there and aggregated across the Spotify platform. I'll be doing that as as well you can head across to andertontiger.com forward slash bet radio you'll find this broadcast probably there first uh, this evening and it'll be available on our net support radio app later on uh, tonight thank you so much indeed for joining us we're doing it all again tomorrow at 3 p.m when we bring you our day two at bet for the moment thank you so much indeed for joining us have a lovely evening whatever you're doing and i'll catch you again at 3 p.m Online, across the world, this is Net Support Radio, broadcasting live at BET 2020. With Russell Proof.